0: Welcome, everyone, to the Islanders Never Say Die podcast. I'm your host, TJ, and with me here, as always, is our NHL analyst and expert, the grumpy old man. They say there's no shame in his game because he is always the same. That's me. Grumpy, how are you doing this fine Saturday evening?
1: Oh, okay. How about you?
0: Doing well. Your hair looks all cattywampus, grump.
1: No, actually I put a little juice in it, but I didn't really comb down over here. So it's looking a little AJ Molesco like, shall oh, we say? Stop. But I'm gonna battle through. See, I need a haircut actually.
0: Yeah, it looks like shit, Grumpy. You better get you better get on it, Grumpy. My hair's not looking you, much better, but
1: excuse me. Do you look at your <laughs> hair? You've got the top of your hair flying off the top of the headphones.
0: Good. Today's episode is called the Bad Hair Day Podcast, ladies and gents. Uh, You know, all joking aside, welcome to the show. Uh, This is a a twice-a-week Islanders podcast that happens every single Wednesday and Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you're new to the show, we invite you to stick around a while. We invite you to subscribe on YouTube, to like on Facebook, and to follow on Twitter. Um, Also, if you're a returning guest, or even if you like the show, you're brand new when you like the show... A big way to let us know is by leaving a thumbs up too. Apparently, it helps the algorithm, um, and it gets the word out of the grumpy old man and TJ's word out there to more listeners. Apparently, it helps that algorithm. So make sure you leave a little thumbs up. Today's episode is going to be a drumble. Blah, 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 is going to be a call-in show, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll have that up and running. It'll be a call-in show. It could be fun there. Um, you know, the NHL season is right around the corner, and we'll we'll pose. We have two questions to ask and we'll pose to the to the listeners and and the call and the people calling in on the show and grumpy's probably going to go ahead and get himself a little pen and paper that he'll go ahead and start working on he could check i'm not
1: not doing that today
0: did you keep looking at your hair man
1: yeah because actually it's i think they make
0: you feel self-conscious grumpy
1: no because i knew it looked crappy but actually i think it's just a color thing with my blonde highlights
0: oh is that what it is huh your blonde Mm -hmm. highlights oh man oh man but um yes for those of you who are new to the show welcome welcome also one other housekeeping item we also have another podcast that is in all-sports podcasts. We talk about anything sports-related, NFL, NBA, MLB, college athletics, uh, NHL, uh, European football, World Cup come around. We talk anything and everything sports on that show. It's called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. You could find that in the link in the description below, or you can find it here as a featured page on our YouTube channel called TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.
1: TJ and the Grumpy Old Man.
0: There it is, TJ and the grumpy old man. Well, Grump, let's get let's get off to I guess the the topics of conversation that I have for you and we'll open up to to the listeners of the show, right? We haven't had any preseason games since our last show. We'll have two before at least two before next Wednesday. We play the Flyers back-to-back. Um, you know, you would expect us to start picking up our play a bit, but it looks like a few of those items that, mm, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, I was kind of being, you know, maybe people would say a little above and, uh, or, or over the top about about Zach Parise being on that first line with Matt Barzal. Huh. And we're now going into our third preseason game. And in practice, it still seems like Zach Parise is going to be the first line left wing grumpy.
1: Yeah but even more distressing was they put Palmieri on the other side
0: does that shock you
1: Ugh. i just that didn't really work before did it
0: what were you expecting them to do I,
1: blow up the franchise start all over that's what i was expecting okay well, let,
0: okay well let's let, <laughs> let's let's talk let's talk, <laughs> just, about, let's talk about this all right because these are the lines that were thrown out there and rolled out here um, yep, Parise, Barzal, Palmieri, ladies and gentlemen, that will be your opening line. That'll be your opening first line. Come starting or the uh, opening night. Sorry, this will be your start. Your first line come opening night will be Parise, Barzal, and Palmieri. Um,
1: Honestly, I think they. I think why they did that is because of the power play groups, um, and that's why they had the first group and the second group. First power play group, second power play group. So even though you don't see uh, Bellows and Wallstrom and Bailey in this first group, that's not because they're not going to make the opening night roster. It's just because I think for the scrimmages, what they wanted to do, they said, okay, let's have this first group have our first power play uh, people in there as well. I think that's why that's why Holmstrom is still there.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm not. Yeah, as I say, I'm, I'm. All I'm talking about right now is that first line, Grumpy. We'll talk about other things later. Don't get. Yeah, for those of you who saw Holmstrom there. Oh man, they tried to jam him in on the first line for a few games, and now he's on the second line. No, no, no Holmstrom's going to be in the A to start the season. This, this is more what I'm concerned about. Our first line come opening night: Zach Parise, Matt Barzal, and Kyle Palmieri
1: think you could say that that's an underwhelming first line I mean let's be honest at this stage of his career Zach Parise is a bottom six guy and I think actually on a third line he's fine
0: he is very good if you're a team that's like hey we're trying to make a playoff push or we're trying to do this he's a very competent third line left winger he's a guy who might be able to provide you like a scoring touch here and there but the more and more and the longer preseason continues to go on and I see that Zach Parise is paired up with Matt Barzol. It was that. Th- Remember, Matt Barzal wants to be paired up with him.
1: Well, and this is are, maybe
0: one of those situations where player doesn't know best on this on this particular spot. Maybe this is the best of a bad situation. It just tells you right what's an indictment of our what's the indictment of our forward group and our wingers specifically. Zach Parise is on the first line left wing to start the season.
1: I want to say something about Zach Parise also. He's a master politician. He knows how to uh, kiss asses, lick <laughs> boots. He's very good at it. So you he think he's
0: kissing Matt Barzal's ass or something? He
1: absolutely was. He said, you know, he's played with Patrick Eliash and, uh, you know, all these other players, great players he's played with. But Matt Barzal is truly special as a oh, skater. No. Um, you know, his edge work is second to none. No one's better than him at that. I'm just like, Damn, son! He'll do anything to get back on the first line, won't he? <laughs> I mean, he—he's oh, got you know, he's got jock snipping duty on Matt. Let me—I'll get you that—I'll get you that, that jock. That jock, Matt. Here you go. Oh, it's just right, just the way you like it. I mean, uh, and here's the thing: we all know we're big fans of Matt Barzal here, but anytime that I read that type of gushing review from another player, it's like. Mm, a guy who's a third liner now, all of a sudden he's on the first line. He knows where his bread is buttered. He's a master
2: politician.
0: I don't put it. I don't put it that far. I think that's. I think Grumpy. That's taken. I don't know about seven or eight to, eight steps too far, as to you know your tinfoil conspiracy hat. But um, you know what is he going to say? Oh, I'd only playing with him. Obviously, I think he was a little bit. You know, he gushed over Matt Barzal. I think Matt Barzal is very talented, very special, but. Um, He's been underwhelming over the last few years, and, and Since, I like how, and
1: I like how Zach Parise played last year. But right. I just think it's a bridge too far to have him on the first line. That's all.
0: As I mentioned on that show, two, maybe two or three shows ago, what does this do for Zach Parise if we're going to ask him to do more things? Right, if you're playing the first line, your obligations are going to be increased. Do you see us taking him off of the power play unit so he has less, you know, less, uh, less obligations there? I'd say probably not
1: he was you, he, he was not on the power play the first or second power play unit though
0: did you see who was on that first or second power play unit his name yeah, runs with his name there it was uh, it his was, name is going to receive going to receive a, a um his number is going to be retired and put up in the build, in, in the rafters grumpy
1: well the first power play unit was uh Nelson Lee Dobson Barzal and who was the other one i sent it to you
0: um Paul Mary
1: and Paul Mary okay I I'm not expecting much from that power play unit I don't know I just I'm the, just not. the
0: items regarding the power play right it's early yet but Barzall, Lee Paul, Palmary Dobson Nelson not infatuated with that um and on the second line I, you know Holmstrom or I'm sorry Wallstrom was the guy that they they rotated in wallstrom and in bellows so i'm like that the way that struck me is hey Oliver wallstrom um you know you're a guy that we want to get you in there we want to get you some time but uh maybe perhaps not because right you look at it that second group salo so right this this tells you salo had a good start to that preseason i would say it's pretty safe to assume salo is going to be the number six defenseman correct
1: well i would say that he's the leader in the clubhouse right now uh we still have yeah. Yeah, we still have four more preseason games to go. So anything can happen. But I think right it's his job to lose right now. And yep. going into the offseason, that's what we that's what we wanted. You and I. We said, you know, we'd love to see Salo with uh, you know, with Mayfield, and then potentially uh to help Sallow get acclimated to the NHL, maybe a, a veteran defenseman, not a Dennis Chalowski, but somebody like a Calvin Dehan type, someone a veteran, not Like I said, not some 24-year-old who just can't hack it. But you know what? If uh, Robin Stout comes out and proves that he deserves to be out there on the ice with Scott Mayfield, we don't need that veteran. So hopefully that's the case.
0: Josh Bailey is the issue, obviously, I still have there. So don't expect massive change regarding our ideology, regarding line combinations, regarding any of that stuff. I feel like we're still going to have those same pressure points and perhaps those same issues that we had um under barry regarding questionable decisions of who he rolls out there and what it looks like at the time of games josh bailey on that power play once again you know when is enough enough with him on the power play jesus christ he doesn't shoot the puck when's the last time he had a power play goal uh, I, yeah, I like was- I, I seriously i couldn't remember if he scored one last year but it's like he goes Double digit games every single time with in between power play goals. The guy just doesn't shoot the puck enough. We're he, putting him out there on the power play. And we wonder why our power play is anemic. One of the worst power play units out there.
1: He goes double double digit games just scoring any goals, or even double digit games without shooting the puck. So, like I said, on a power play, you got to have guys who want to shoot the puck. He's not one of those guys. Hopefully, his thing it's not going to change. And you yes, ask when the next time he's going to score a power play goal. Probably when he's playing NHL 25, because that's when his contract will be out and he'll be, you know, just playing on the, you know, it won't be him. He won't be playing him as himself. He'll be playing as somebody else. You know, if you played that game, I bet you Josh Bailey never scores a power play
0: goal. Uh, I couldn't tell you. I'm not one of the guys who plays that game, but I would assume that he's probably not great. I mean, if his shootings are, if his shooting stats are realistic, I would assume it's not great. Um, but it's, it's a little worrisome. I like what I saw out of Zach Parise last year. Do I think that the 38-year-old can now handle a more robust role in this offense, a more robust role for this team? Uh, no. Logic would say that the 38-year-old who who had been with Minnesota, who didn't really foot it there in the top, top six role, who came to us and he found a fantastic niche as a bottom six guy. The effort was there. The hustle was there. I liked everything I saw out of him, and now we're going to bump him up to a higher role. I just hope he's able to take that. And Another item we had mentioned before is the goal is if we're in the playoffs, what does what do the results look like in the playoffs? That That's important. What does it look like when you're playing a 38-year-old 17-ish minutes a night because he's playing on the first line? What does what do his legs look like and the, and the tread on his tires look like at the end of the at the end of the year? Oh, well, TJ, then you could just go ahead and trade for a first line left winger and uh, bump Parise back down to the bottom six. Um, yeah, so we'll be headed into the postseason with a brand new line mate yet again, another brand new line mate for franchise caliber center. To go ahead and try to mesh with as we enter into It's just like, that's why a lot of times when you bring in those pieces, unless it's a, unless it's a guy like, Hey, we brought in Connor McDavid. We brought in Vladimir tears. We brought in somebody so unbelievably talented. they usually go into a bottom six role because they don't want to mess up the chemistry that the top six has. So I don't know. It's, it's, we're, it's an odd situation, man. It's an odd situation. It's, it's an indictment of the lack of talent we have at the winger spot. That's all Who, it is
1: But whose fault is that? Not the player's the fault. List.
0: You can go down the list.
1: No, it's not the player's fault. It's a GM. I
0: think I think mainly, right? This is Lou Lamarillo's fault.
1: Absolutely. He's done nothing to change the team in the five years he's been here. Nothing. Nothing. Except bringing, you know, trade away first round draft picks for Hammond Eggers. And the one time he uses them, he's got Casper, the friendly ghost, uh, and trying to jam him in the lineup as a no talent hack that he is.
0: Yeah. It makes it makes you wonder. It makes you wonder of, hmm, how is this going to pan out? <laughs> right? It wasn't we talked about how could the team improve? How can the team take meaningful steps forward? Young guys performing above what we had expected and players that you know we didn't that we had saw underwhelming performances from last year taking a step forward. Do you expect much of a step forward from Zach Parise now that he's going to play on the first line? I I wouldn't say that. I think, right? I think this is the first time we're putting along Matt Barzal's line, we're putting competent skaters with him. So I'll be interested to see how that works. But people were so hypercritical of, oh, Oliver Wallstrom didn't work out with Matt Barzal when they had started together. Um, Yeah. Do you know who his left wing was throughout that entire experiment? Yeah, Zach Parise. So you're complaining that, right? Oh, Oliver Wallstrom and, and Matt Barzell didn't mesh well. The point total weren't there. The point totals weren't there. Yeah, his left wing and partner in crime, Zach Parise, was also there too. So I'm just, I'm like, uh, I don't know, man. I'm kind of, yeah. if.
1: Has Matt Barzell scored this off, this offseason, uh, this preseason?
0: No, the answer is no. It's only two games in now.
1: I know, but still the answer is no. I just. Uh, I don't know i i don't think i've ever gone into a season with just meh i just feel like meh okay there's what Mm -hmm. what what is there to be as an islander fan and this is a question for people who are going to do call and who are going to call in today what are you excited about this this, for this well, uh,
0: no no no. You said what are you grumpy? You said originally, do you want to do what are you excited about or what are you most concerned about? Because grumpy, well, whoa you, show, you to told me both. what are you most concerned? Okay, so you want to do a three? You want to do three things? Just two. You want say, I,
1: I don't care about Zach Parise.
0: You don't care about Zach You don't care that we're gonna have thirty-eight-year-old left winger as our. Well, are you not worried about that? I want to know if people are fucking worried about that grumpy. You're not the, worried about
1: that thing. That could be. What are you concerned about? They could say Zach Parise on the first line. He doesn't deserve a question all to himself. Not at thirty-eight oh, years old, he doesn't.
0: Oh, okay, gotcha. That's fine. Then, what, if you want to condense that, what are you what are you most concerned about? And what's the other thing you said, Grumpy?
1: And the other ones. What are you most excited about coming into the season?
0: And it might take you a while to think more. The it, latter may be might. more thought provoking. You're going to have to be very. Um,
1: I, I. You're
3: just going to
0: have to be in a situation where you're going to be pondering about that. Hopefully, for a second.
1: I just can't remember the last time. You go into a season where it's like, okay, we were terrible last year. Even in the dark times, we made changes. It's like no changes. Romanov was the one change, and he was abysmal his first game out. And Like I said, it's early. Again, pump the brakes, but he needs to step up. He wasn't great last year, and hopefully he turns it around this year. I mean, you invested a first-round draft pick in him in essence, right? He's going to have to be a solid partner with Noah Dobson. If that doesn't work, we're in trouble.
0: Yeah, I'm not worried about that. I know you mentioned that. Oh, he struggled so much in the first game. I'm not worried about that.
1: It could be a concern, I, though.
0: One game in the preseason, not for me. Brand new partner. I think that's going to sort itself out. I have no concerns with our defense and goaltending at all. My concerns line, or my concerns line up with the lack of winger depth the lack of top end talent on the wing and what type of implications that's going to have on the scene, on the team and on the season if we're rolling out a 38 year old at the first line left wing how does this look later on down the road not just today not just for the first 20 games or 30 games how does that look later on down the road how do those guys hold up or an older team and what type of style we're going to be having right there's a lot of question marks around it what i'm most excited about
1: Is what? What are you most excited about? I will ask. I will ask. What are you most excited about, DJ?
0: Um, to be honest with you, maybe Oliver Wallstrom stepping into his own, or 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 young guys overperforming what we expect, right? I'm not going to say I'm excited to see Atu Ratu maybe crack the lineup at the end of the year. Like, I, I really can't say I'm excited about much at this moment. And I don't know many other fans who are either. We have a new head coach. Maybe the – maybe the okay, here it is. We have a new head coach. Maybe we're going to be less structured defensively, more instinctual on the offensive side of the puck, and despite it not showing in results the first two preseason games, maybe we're going to be more enjoyable to watch because we're going to score more goals.
1: Okay. The only question I have for that, uh, from my point of view, is you said – More instinctual offensively, we don't have. We have one guy on the whole team who's an instinctive offensive player. No one else is an instinctive offensive player. Maybe you might want to say Parise ten years ago was an instinctive uh, offensive player, but not anymore. Kyle Parise, uh, Kyle Palmieri's never been one of those. Bailey, Lee, Nelson, Wallström, Bellows the fourth line, or any of those guys, hey, these are guys who can really jump out offensively. None of them. That's why we've been playing this defensive-style system the last couple of years under Barry Trotz. That's what the talent dictated that we do. And you're seeing, I mean, hey, we had a couple of nice runs, but now these guys are in their 30s. I mean, I would have moved on a little bit earlier, a little bit proactive. Lamarillo decided not to do that so we're kind of stuck where we are but i mean i just don't know we have if we have the talented uh of our players have enough talent to be instinctual offensively at this stage of their careers
0: mm. so let me ask you this i've i've i presented when i'm optimistic about it took a while right but obviously i, I, I mean we got a lot of dead air going on there it's okay to have dead air right? it's not an easy question that's i mean like we t- that's one of the tougher questions we get what did we have we didn't do anything this offseason? The piece we added was a defensive defenseman. I'm not sure I'm saying, wow, I'm looking forward to more hardy, steadfast defense. I'm not saying that. You, I mean, so you know, what do what do we have to be excited about? New coach, maybe a little bit new system, maybe more goals. That's that's I mean, like right, you go one to the next to the next, but that's most what I'm excited about. Let me ask you this. What are you most concerned about, Grumpy? What are you most excited about?
1: Um, my concerns are that we wasted another year of Matt Barzal's career before doing a revamp on the roster. That's my, my biggest concern is he looks at this year. If it turns out poorly, once again, if it turns out poorly, does he say, I don't want to be here long-term. I see how bad we are. We have nothing in the pipeline. Simon Holmstrom is in the pipeline. We have nothing in the pipeline. I don't want to be here. I want to be a winner. I mean that is entirely possible. I know the girlfriend angle that you know they're trying to play up. Soon fiance, right, Grump? Whatever, I don't care about that. But it's like I'm just kind of myself. Mm, that's my concern. Is maybe we're so poor offensively that Matt Barzal says I don't want to be here. That's why you. That's why you should have been transitioning. You, you can move one or two guys off every year, and then you're fully transitioned.
0: So your concern is you feel like Matt Barzal, if we have an unsuccessful year, will view this as another failed year of his career and therefore look to leave? That's that's a concern that you have?
1: Yes, it, it still is. And that's I, the
0: biggest concern you have?
1: Yeah, I don't think we're making the playoffs. I, I just don't. Um, I have a question for you. Is there any team going into the season that's more dependent on one player than we are on Matt Barzal going into this year.
0: Well, no, we have such a we have such a, a great complement of players, Grump. No, I'm, I'm just – I'm, I'm, They I'm, all are able to feed off each other, and we don't rely on one player or one line to score goals because we rely on four hard lines working every single shift out there to provide scoring okay. touch for us, and that's why we're successful in the postseason, Grump. We just have to get there.
1: Yeah, but that's the previous coach. So, I mean, there has to be some type of subtle changes – Anders Lee said he expects things, you know, to be much different under uh, Lane Lambert, which makes me say, "Gosh, what did he think about Barry Trotz?" I mean, uh, I, I mean, but you know, for me, um, I think that there's no other team in the league that's more dependent on the success this year on one player like we are on Matt Barzal. Hmm. We needed to get him some wingers. I just, I think it's going to be a Herculean task for him to be able to put up a point a game with the guys on his
2: wings
0: so you're already worried that matt Barzal may may not may not fulfill expectations that fans have because of the cast and character that's around him
1: yeah i mean that's that's my biggest concern can he find two wingers to gel with i would have loved to see a sniper on one side i don't consider palmary that he's He's just a jag. There's no upside to him. No upside to Zach Parise. I mean, you can have one of them on that first line, but two, both of them, two devils. I mean, I don't know. I I just, I don't like that.
0: Is it because they're devils that you don't like them, Grumpy?
1: They're losers. They're career losers. That's what they are. They're the devils. This is not 1990. Price was with when they were,
0: oh, I'm sorry. Pricey was with them when they were successful.
1: No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't one the last time they won a cup. He wasn't there in 2003. Absolutely not.
0: I thought he for certain was
1: 19 years ago. No, he was not. He was not there on that cup winning team. He was not there on the
0: cup. Was he was not there when he was 19, 20 years old. He was on that. team. He was not the there course. when they won the cup. You can look it up. I'm about to look it up. I'm looking this up. I'm pulling you right. up. Oh, man.
1: I mean, it, he's a loser. And I don't. I mean, he personally, he's a loser. But he's played on losing teams his whole career. Think about how long he's with the Devils. When was the last time the Devils were good? Ten years ago. I know they had the one year that they went to the, I think it was the Cup Finals and lost.
0: He was there for that year. That's what I'm thinking of.
1: But I mean, you know, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle that year. The Devils have been a bad team too. Mm. We've been a bad team. <laughs> Le- Ooh, I don't know what that is.
0: I try to pull up these stats and these stupid freaking ads go ahead and just mm, but, be-
1: I mean, we've been a loser franchise for a long time. Except for the last couple of years, we've been a down. It's tough. When a team has a losing mentality, it's difficult to shake that. You know, if you go in uh think we shake
0: say, that effectively,
1: I'll say like you have to change the culture. You can't bring in guys like Murray, JG Pajot, uh Parise. These are all guys who came from losing programs. You, I'm gonna like the New York Yankees. There's something special when you put that uniform on. They're used to winning. You get a oomph because you know what? Hey, we're the Yankees. I don't think anyone thinks that about the Devils or the Ottawa Senators or uh the Islanders for that matter. I mean, I, you know, if you like the Montreal Canadiens, used to have that aura about them. Tampa Bay has that aura about them now. You go to Tampa, we expect bigger things. You play better. It's it's just different. It's a different atmosphere. And I'm not trying to put the Islanders down. I'm really not. But sometimes you got to shake it up by bringing in some guys from other organizations. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Look what the Devils did. They bring Dougie Hamilton in, right? Then they bring in Palat. Overpaid for him this offseason, right? Yeah. Let's be honest. Overpaid yes, I for him. I'd agree. But they're trying to bring that winning mentality in. You know, when you're getting guys from the Devils or from Minnesota, well, he came from Minnesota, but Minnesota wasn't good. Minnesota realized something, didn't they? Suter and Parise gone, all of a sudden, boom, they take off. Maybe those guys are part of the problem there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just the mentality. Some teams have it. Some teams don't.
0: It takes a while to change. I, I don't think we have the loser mentality, but a lot of these core pieces have been part of teams that have been historically bad losers, right? There's no doubt about that. But I think, I, I don't think it's like once you're infected, it's like, It's not like something that's going to stick with you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. It's not like, okay, and like when I have eczema, I'm going to have eczema for the rest of my life. It's like one of those items that could flare up. You can get rid of it and then you could change it and it's good. You just hope it doesn't leave any scars behind. Um, But, you know, what I'm thinking about this team for right now, I think, you know, this is obviously a make or break year for them. I don't expect many positive things from them this year. I think the toughest ask for them, most optimistic I can be about this team is, hey, we make the playoffs. That's the most optimistic I could be about this team, to be quite frank.
1: Okay. So, I mean, maybe some fans are happy with that. Maybe fans are used to the team losing not. year after year after year. Say, hey, we got to the Eastern Conference Finals two years. That's a success. I mean, maybe it's a, a success relative to what you had before. But at the end of the day, you're talking about two years out of how many years of being bad, many, I mean, uh, you know, you should want to, you should want to strive for something better than that. You shouldn't, I mean, the fact that they, uh, Lamarillo hasn't really changed the core of this team at all since he took over five years ago is distressing. We were horrible losers when he came in.
0: It's only a coach. Literally the coach that had turned turned that team around. The entire team was younger. They had bought in. They were all in the primes of their career. Albeit their primes may not have been the same of other players' primes, but everybody in the prime of their career bought in for a fantastic head coach.
1: And they were at the tail end of their prime when he came in. They were all 28, 29.
0: I think 27, 28 years old is in your prime.
1: It's the tail end. It's a tail end. Once you once you hit 30, your production drops off precipitously.
0: It doesn't know Grumpy. I don't like hearing that.
1: But it's the truth. Historically, just look at it. Look at any player, any regular player, just a regular guy. I'm not talking about the Lemieux, the Gretzky's, anybody like that. I'm talking about a regular player which is what we are, a team of regular A guy day. who's
0: a career NHLer, a guy who's more of a journeyman at heart. You could say before this recent resurgence, this recent renaissance in Brock Nelson's game, if he didn't have a fantastic bloom under Barry Trotz, he would have been a guy that you could very easily have seen being a journeyman NHLer. Yes. He was a guy who was wildly inconsistent. We had him here for forever and ever and ever. And it wasn't until he was like 27, 28 years old that he finally found consistency in his game. That doesn't happen. That's, that's more of a rarity than not. And you see a lot of these guys just like, oh, yeah, you know, we're here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I could, I, Josh Bailey, he could very easily have been a career journeyman in the NHL. Isn't that what Never. he is anyway? He's stuck with one team. So, no. But, like, you could, I could have, like, the, it's not like the, the guys on this team were guys where it's like, oh man, they're an integral part of the team. We can't afford to lose them, if that, if you know what I mean. But I kind of want to move to the positive, Grumpy. Okay. What do you, what, what are you optimistic about or what are you most excited about that could go well this year? Oh, How exactly did you phrase it? Cause I want to make sure when we have the callers on that I could speak it in an articulate manner, Grumpy.
1: I don't know. I said it to you before and you didn't write it down.
0: What am I supposed to do? What are you most excited about?
1: What are you most excited about for this season? What are you you most most concerned about? What are you
0: most excited about?
1: And what are you most excited about? I'm excited for the fans. Because if we have a miserable year, they're going to be able to get tickets like five, six bucks a night to go see the Islanders play. And that's a bargain at any rate. Uh,
0: Okay. Is is that seriously seriously what you're excited about?
1: Yes. Make sure that you eat before you go to the game, though. That's what I would do. I mean, I don't know. The Islanders put out, hey, there's going to be all these new culinary things that we have for the Islanders. Culinary,
0: culinary, grumpy, culinary things.
1: Culinary, culinary, whatever. They're having more food options in the stadium this year for the 50th anniversary. That's what you're pushing. You're pushing the new food at the stadium.
0: Well, that speaks to me, man. I want if I'm going to an event like that, I'd like to see all the great spread of food options that they've got, Grumpy. I don't want to just eat, you know, candied almonds and popcorn. I want to be able to eat myself a shack burger and everything good and delicious that comes along with that.
1: We're not pushing the drive for a fifth Stanley Cup. We're pushing new food at the arena. I you know, I don't know. That's from the team website. That's to me that, that's disappointing. Like last year, it was Coco the service dog. We see how that went. Team went in the tank. Now you don't even have a living animal that you're promoting. What do you have?
0: I think they've had another one. They just do one every year.
1: I don't know. but we didn't see about them last year, it was Coco this, Coco that, Coco on the ice, Coco licking his nutsack, uh, Coco rescuing somebody at a fire. I don't know what Coco did. This year, hey, we're going to have some new fancy food for you to spend ridiculous amounts of money on in the arena. Tickets are going to be cheap, and you really got to pay out the nose to get those concessions.
0: Dude, I was about to say, you might as well, well, you can't tailgate either, so I guess you have to sit quietly in your car. Maybe if it's a Friday, you can listen to the radio. You could sit in your car, listen to the radio on a Friday, get blitzed in the car, make your stumble your way into the arena to get ready to watch a fantastic New York Islanders team. Yeah, Islanders! Imagine this. Imagine the draw. What do you think around game fifty or sixty? The draw is going to look like if you're watching the New York Islanders play against, I don't know. Let's just go ahead and say the Columbus Blue Jackets. What do you think? What do you think the fan turnout is going to be at UBS Arena? And let's say a Friday evening, right? Friday night. Yeah, it's the weekend. What Tuesday. do you think the fan turnout is going to be, Grumpy, for, for no, Columbus? A, Tuesday,
1: a snowy Tuesday night. Oh, gracious. Tickets. We will give you money to take the tickets. $1 special. We're going to waive all the fees for a second on the secondary market.
0: Oh man, they can't do that. Uh, they can't do that grumpy. That's how those, that's how those companies make all their money. They're not going to waive any of that. Yeah,
1: I just, yeah. I mean, there's not, I, there's nothing that really excites me. I think we're going to have to be in the season before we find something exciting. Last year, I was excited to see No Adoption, right. To see him play. To see Ilya Sorokin, uh, you know, take off. That's what I was excited about last year, seeing how the young guys develop. This year, is there anything that says, ooh, yeah, we haven't seen this before. I'm excited to see how we develop or I'm excited to see how we play.
0: Real quick, I'm sorry. I don't usually, but I like this one. There's a few ones. Tommy B said, The Islanders literally ran out of food last night for the event. Half the people were starving. So they had, like, it was a meet and greet with the players. You get some things signed by all the players. You go desk by desk. You get to meet them. Honestly, it seems like a really cool thing. Holy shit. Noah Dobson looks like a little boy still. You know what I mean? It's not like he's still not. um, I know he's, what is he, 22 years old now? He's still not a man, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah, he's a boy. He's a late developer.
0: He's, he is a late developer. But, like, they had, they have... My God, they ran out of food, Grumpy! I,
1: you cannot run out of food in an event like that! Yeah. I don't care if you have to donate it to the freaking homeless. You you do it as a tax write-off. You absolutely cannot run out of food when you have an event like that. Ever, what are people going to remember at the meet-and-greet? They ran out of food.
0: Do I have to get McDonald's before I go this time?
1: They're not going to say, hey, I got to see... The arthritic hands of Zach Parise at 88 years old, sign an autograph. No, no. I couldn't get myself a hamburger or a hot dog or mm. an order of fries or a drink. Oh, no. Hey, we got a water fountain over there. You can drink out of that. How do you run out of food? It was only for season ticket holders. It was just for season ticket holders.
0: You'd feel like they'd have you know, uh, we have this many season ticket holders. Let's just crunch the math and numbers because we know exactly how many season ticket holders we have. We know exactly how many employees we'll have here. We we could pull it down to every single person that will be here. You can have, it's better to have too much food than not enough. Exactly. And
1: I'm not saying that you have to have a gourmet meal for the people. Even if it's just hamburgers and hot dogs or chicken fingers or whatever it is they sell there. I'd
0: be Something down for some chicken fingers, man. I could go for some chicken fingers myself. Oh, buddy. Um, JK also, I'm sorry. I kind of went out of order because we're going to read the ad and we're going to open up the phone lines. But JK said, the Islanders are promoting the drive for five. The five major food groups, Grumpy. That comment was fucking gold. I'm like, I cannot wait to do that till later. I have to do that now.
1: Jake, that is post of the night. I, I, anyone trying a to get,
0: post of the night i mean absolutely
1: yeah. we should have something post of the night Posted. we should absolutely have that and i'm going to tell you because you know we have we have some really some creative people who listen to this podcast without a doubt yes that's the best that i i it's you're gonna have to go a long way <laughs> to top that one a long way a long long way
0: oh my god Oh man, um, but let's 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 get to today's ad read. And Then we're going to open up the phone lines because we have the questions of what are you most concerned about and what are you most excited about. Maybe another concern.
1: Maybe another concern is if I go there and I don't eat before the game, are they going to have enough food for me? I'm going to say during the regular season at those prices, they're going to have plenty of food left.
0: Well, with so few heads in the arena, how do you
1: I'm do sure. that? How do you do that? How is it possible that at an event like that, you don't have enough food?
0: Well, you know what it was? You remember how Lou Lambrillo kind of looks down on the plebeians, the people? He owns he that team. Remember how he looks people. down on the people? Well, he determined to go ahead and single-handedly be a proponent trying to fight obesity. So he said, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what a normal food size is for, for an, an adult average American individual, and we're going to go ahead and cut that in half. You're going to eat half your meal tonight, so you can go ahead and fight obesity. That's what he's working towards, Grump. i, I An altruistic I, venture of Lou I mean, Lamarillo.
1: It's like going to McDonald's and they say we're out of hamburgers. What?
0: Or the freaking ice cream machine's broken. That shit always used to piss no, me no. off.
1: No, well, it's like going to Carvel and they say we're out of ice cream. It, uh, what? That's what you sell. Oh, I mean, my God. you know what? It's like going to the Islanders and saying, you know, hey. We're trying to sell hockey, and then they put the team that we have on the ice. As to say, thing. it's like
0: saying we want to win Stanley Cups, and like we need to improve on the offseason, and all we do is add and Alexander Romanoff for the 13th overall pick.
1: And we roll out John Sim and Marius Tchaikovsky.
0: Oh, God. Okay, let's get to this ad read. Today's podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, you're in for a season of a lifetime. New customers can bet just $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Again, so like if you're, if you're watching the New York Islanders, right, you could very easily say, you know, maybe they're not going to win a few of those really tough games they got at the beginning, but hey, maybe they'll surprise. Um, and if that wasn't enough excitement, uh, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same game parlays, combine multiple bets, um, just like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and um, and more. And your shot, and you'll have a shot for an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN and bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. Again, that's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes in the description for additional details.
1: Impressive. Most impressive.
0: I was about to say, Grumpy, I'm already in mid-season ad reading form. Well, Grumpy.
1: they probably haven't changed that one in a while. Well, it was brand new. Oh, wow. Look at that.
0: Yeah. TJ- yeah, hooked okay. on phonics. I was hammering the hooked on phonics this, this last weekend.
1: What about uh, do we have another ad to talk about?
0: No, just that one.
1: Oh. We don't I think care Raycon about was
0: only for a month, and they were going to determine whether they wanted to continue or extend it.
1: Oh, okay. No. Well, hey, Raycon, you better do your best.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, oh, man. I have no idea if they're actually supposed to send you something like that, like headphones, but I, I I don't know. Anyway, I'll talk to you about it later after. But, um, yes, let's start getting into a few a few, uh, comments, Grumpy. We've also opened up the phone lines. You can call in. It's in the top left-hand portion of the screen, 318-608-2245. Uh, 318-608-2245.
1: Too bad it's not like a cool number, you know, that you remember like, 8675. 8, you know, you ever you ever listen to that song, Jenny?
0: No, I've listened to the song. I've heard it. Yeah, yeah, never, yeah. Hold on. I, mean, hold on. I think, think I've heard. I think I've heard that song. It's been. A you long think long time
1: you've time. heard it? It's been a long time, Grumpy. Uh, you know, and the whole thing is, Jenny. Somebody just wrote her name on the wall, like you know, when your high school's like, yeah, <laughs> we hate this girl. Let's put her name for a good Come time. Here blah, blah, for a blah, blah, good
0: blah, blah, blah. time. Yeah, there you
1: go. I mean, it's not like hey. You know, we like Jenny. You know, Jenny's cool. Let's put her name on the wall. No, that's not the way it works.
0: Hey, D-Cut, you're live here with us this season. cut I want to ask you, what are you most concerned about and most excited about heading into this season?
3: Well, first off, uh, TJ, you might, might want to uh, cover your ears. Shout out to Isles Misery. Ryan, oh. All the boys. Brian Pausa, Scala, Frankie Kaplan. You know, we always support you guys. So uh, definitely a big shout-out to the boys. Absolutely. What am I most excited about? I'm most excited about the chicken and waffles added to the menu. That's basically the only thing I'm excited about. Lack of excitement? Yeah, the the chicken and waffles, I think it's going to hit the spot. Because last year, the only thing that was excited after about Game 3 was the little barbecue shack that they had downstairs that a lot of people didn't know about? Till the end of the season, when everyone jumped on the bandwagon. But definitely the chicken and waffles. What I'm most concerned about, very easy. That old Scrooge Lamarillo I'm afraid he's going to do something irrational, stupid, and trade away a first round pick in a very deep draft because his ego is so big that he thinks last year he built a cup team. He basically blamed the whole season on traps. And that's why he brought back the same team and brought back his assistant coach. And his ego is so big, I think by January, when the team's 10, 12 points out of a playoff spot, it's going to do something irrational. It's going to trade a first-round pick for a Ham and egg. And we're going to have another year without a first-round pick. This guy will be in the grave. And we'll be suffering. Thanks for the time, boys. I'll talk to you later.
1: Thanks, Thank D oh, Thank And that's a D cut from Isles Misery Radar, that fantastic Facebook fan group of the New York Islanders. That's you know, true. one other thing that's one other thing that's really big on Lou Lamarillo is probably his prostate.
0: Mm, that's right. But I think that's a good point. Concerned about Lou, dude. That's a that's a big concern. I'm thinking here it is, I'm thinking like this. I'm thinking, okay, can we make the play? What am I concerned about for the team's immediate success? Man, the force for the trees. Let's say you know we we don't make the playoffs this season. As long as Lou doesn't do anything drastically, unbelievably stupid, we can start the revamp process. Could you imagine he gets his grubby little fingers mm-hmm. on the thought that? Oh, we're getting off to a little bit of a rocky start, but I know this team is good enough to win a cup. I saw them go to two Eastern Conference finals. We just need an uh, inter intergeneric NHLer here in order to turn us around this season. And he goes ahead and makes a freaking astronomical pay. He pays way too much freaking for an average NHLer, and we're left not making the playoffs or being a first-round exit and giving up another first-round pick in this year's draft upcoming.
1: For me, I don't see him doing that until the deadline. I don't see... He's never proactive on anything.
0: Maybe so, this will be the one year he is.
1: Yeah, but he's never proactive on anything. I can't see him doing that. Um, does anyone really think we're going to beat Florida on opening night? I I think we're going to get annihilated by them.
0: If Florida's sleeping, maybe.
1: Maybe if they're wiped out by the hurricane, that's about it.
0: Oh, good gracious. I... Yeah. I'm not sure I, I it's I'll be interested to see kind of how we look preseason games aside right knowing that we said got to take all these preseason games with the game or with a grain of salt but what do we actually look like when when the puck is dropped what do we actually look like
1: right and that's that's what I've been disappointed in not results I don't care about results I don't care about oh a guy missed an empty net or a wide open shot no how do we look out there on the ice we looked I mean outclassed against the, against the Rangers and really not much better against the devils. That's a concern. Let me tell you something about the flyers. I know he played twice a row. Everyone knows my hatred of the Philadelphia flyers. They're going to be, and I'm not saying they're going to make playoffs. They're going to be a better team in the short run under John Tortorella for certain. They will definitely have more discipline.
0: How quick. Um, how quick do you think they're going to have that turnaround, Grump? But hey, uh, we got somebody live. Who were you well, you're live here with, teaching the Grumpy Old Man? Who do we have calling in?
3: Hey, it's Doug. How you doing, guys?
0: Hey, Doug. How are you? Hopefully, we're you're good. Hopefully, well, you've I'm, got a cheery disposition about the fantastic season the Islanders are about I, to have. I, I, I do. I'm so excited this year to watch fast, exciting,
3: super young hockey. That's because I live in Connecticut, and I'm going to go see the Bridgeport Islanders play. I'm going to see Wattie and Dufour and Grumpy's favorite Timon Holstrom. At <laughs> we I get to go to the best young talent and not slow, old hockey. Oh, God. That was it, guys. Just a quickie.
1: Thank you, you so you much, Doug. You. Thank see you again. so much. I'll see you guys later. Thank you. Bye. What do you think about that, TJ? Um,
0: I Doug guess that's. To watch Doug I've seen. I didn't watch the Bridgeport Islanders play, and
1: uh... I, I've seen Bridgeport and uh, Ratto was worth looking at. Salo mm. probably won't be there. McLean was worth looking at. You know who wasn't? Simon Holmstrom was not Maybe DeFore will be. He needs to improve his skating, but I mean, wouldn't it be great if William DeFore could step up and show something? Mm. Because he's got – I mean, honestly, he has just about everything else to be really – to be successful in the NHL. Just needs to work on that skating. I mean, see, so for me, I'm not expecting a whole lot this year from him skating-wise, but next year I want him to take – have another gear because, I mean, I think he's going to learn what he needs to do, and hopefully he works on it in the offseason.
0: Yeah, he'll learn. He'll pick up another gear, and then he'll still be maybe an average AHL skater. Maybe
1: he can get – Maybe he can get into second gear from the first without grinding.
2: You know, it's, like,
0: it's like he's driving a freaking rusted out freaking Chevy pickup from like the freaking 50s and it hasn't been worked on a lot. And as he's shifting, just getting stuck in all the gear and it just, yeah, no. I tell you, I tell you, Grumpy. I <laughs> Cause for, but I mean,
1: honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, seeing some younger players, I mean, I, Hoke springs eternal, right? And as an Islander fan, that's what you've been looking for the last two decades. Hey, who are the next young draft picks going to come up before they fail on the NHL level?
0: We're back to that again, huh?
1: Almost. Very close.
0: (laughs) Everything's cyclical. At least we did have a little bit of a time period where we had a little bit of a renaissance. Isn't that right? A little little excitement. (laughs) Three years. Dude, you know what? Those three years are the best three years I've ever had an Islander fan in my entire life.
1: Not me. Not me.
0: Yeah, not everybody's as fortunate as the grumpy old man and all the older Islander fan base. We aren't.
1: Yeah, that's so, true.
0: Um,
1: the worst thing would be like if you were born like in nineteen. Oh, I'm gonna say, let's say 1975.
0: Mm, you you just, don't remember anything.
1: So if yeah. you're like between 45 and you know 47 years old, you've never seen anything good. Maybe 93. That was it.
0: Oh, God. Um, got a few here. Uh, State of Survival says, what's your take on Matthew Barzal's comments? Is he staying?
1: He says he wanted to have a contract knocked out before the season start. Is that something that Lou Lamarillo ever does? No. I did have a question for you. I don't know if you saw it. NHL salary cap within the next three years is going to be going up $10 million.
0: No, I didn't. When you, where'd $10 you
1: $10 million. In the next three years, huge jump.
0: Huge I got to pull this up and make sure I did not hear anything about this, Grumpy.
1: Yeah, and what does it mean for guys like Noah Dobson, or Matt Barzell, or you know all these guys, Drysaddle coming up for a contract extension? All these guys are going to get paid.
0: Where did you see this, Grumpy? I
1: don't know. It's been out. I think I sent you a text earlier in the week.
0: I see that the salary cap is projected to make a $4 million jump for the 2024-2025 season. I do see that based off of Forbes magazine. So projected by 2025-2026, projected is $92 million. So there's that 10 you're talking about. Take so it. I'll pull this up here. Oh, damn, these Forbes. Um... Yeah, what, and people play that. Hey, 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 you freaking, I want it. You know what? I want to start getting, I want to start people going on the apology tour right now, specifically people like Phil's facts, people who tried to demean the fact that I said Noah Dobson could be in a spot making $10 million a year. Salary cap, $10 million increase. I even played it out. We just said, play it through. Look at this shit. Here it is. Forbes magazine projects, projected right here, $92 million for the 2025-2026 season. Ninety two. Yep.
1: And that's what I said when he said, No way that Dobson's ever gonna get ten million. And I don't know if Noah Dobson's gonna get ten million. But here's the thing. He if you were to lock him But here's the thing, if you locked him up, signed him an eight year deal now, you would have been paying him what six six and a half? Six and a half. I guarantee you, he makes more than six and a half when his contract comes up in three years. When you're going to see the salary cap go up to ninety-two million, guaranteed. Mm. I'm
2: that's-
1: not saying it's going to be ten, but even let's say it's nine and a half, nine because of the way that the cap is and he produces. Then you made a mistake. He's putting up fucking At- fifty points. His first, his first, you know, as he's coming in, he put up fifty points this year on a on a team that's just. Offensive.
0: Of I say, the breadth of scoring the puck, he puts up 50 points as a defenseman who skates well and is big. He is going to get himself a $10 million contract when this freaking bridge deal expires. Oh, well, isn't that a good problem to have that he'll get? No, it's called stupid, dumb, freaking financial planning. Christ not, almighty.
1: It's called not being proactive. Every team locks up their young players now. Every single team except Lou Lamarillo. That's why he winds up paying through the nose at the end, and has always had in his career protracted holdouts, mm. because he's not smart enough to think ahead, to be proactive. And not like I said, you could have don't tell me you could have easily locked him up for eight years at six and a half per, easily, easily for Noah Dobson coming off of last year. Yeah. Think about how much money you're going to save in the long run, six and a half when instead of having his cap hit be nine and a half. That's how you wind up making dumb decisions because you wait till a guy comes to be a free agent at 30 years old, and then you sign him to ridiculous long-term deals. Anders Lee, right? Mm. Even even the little ones, J.G. Pajot, Kyle uh, Palmieri, Matt Martin, Casey Zizekas, all that stuff adds up. The one million here, one million here, two million here, signing guys who are in their 30s to five and six year deals. It's just asinine. Everything that fails from here on out, hey, we were on Trots last year. Everything from here on out is on Lou Lamarillo. Not Lane Lambert, Lou Lamarillo. Somebody in the athletic made an interesting, they tried to compare where the Islanders are from this year to last year. And it says, you know, going from Barry Trots to Lane Lambert is like just buying another house on the same block. It's not going to change much. I mean, I, what can we expect? I, see, that's always, that's honestly my, seriously, my biggest concern. Uh, Matt Barzell is one, but it's like, how much can we improve under Lane Lambert with this group of players? That's, to me, that's a big concern. I mean, I thought that Barry Trives did as good as he could. That anyone could have done, got the most out of that team. We just weren't talented enough to win the Stanley Cup. Period. End of sentence. End of story. But do you think Lane Lambert's going to get more offensively out of these players at you know in their early thirties?
0: Maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. I don't see it.
1: I just don't. I just don't
0: see it. That's disgusting. It's 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 disgusting seeing this and seeing how poor we have managed the younger players. We could have locked him up to a freaking long-term deal.
1: Matt Barzal should already be locked up. He should already be locked up. Well, Matt Barzal,
0: I see that and I say, yeah. I know that we just saw recent signings of guys like, who who just had signed recent? Was it, was it McKinnon who just signed recently that big deal?
1: McKinnon, 12 and a half, I think.
0: 12, I'd nine. say, well, McKinnon just had McKinnon had an unfortunate circumstance where he didn't know that the projections were coming out later on to see exactly what what payouts look like. <laughs> My God, is,
1: is there any way that Matt Barzell doesn't go for 10 million dollars a year?
0: I'd say it's a, like we had talked about it nine, but now you're like, OK, once you see that, I, if I'm his agent, I'm saying, hey, we want we're looking for 10. Simple, simple. Who, hey, this is TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. Who do we have calling in?
3: Call from Brian P.
0: Brian P. Hey, Brian P. You're live here. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Not much. Not much here, Brian P. I, I screwed the pooch on you. I just went ahead and launched it right yeah. on the show. How are you?
3: <laughs> good, good.
0: Oh, man, well, oh, man. You
3: got a you get good question about what we were excited about going into the season.
0: Mm-hmm. So
3: it's 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 hard, man. There's not much to be excited about. You wanna be a team like that's a contender, maybe that adds things, or a young team that's on the rise, and you wanna look at some new kids. We're none of that. Mm -hmm. We're just the same old, boring roster that doesn't score enough goals. We gotta try to just hang on for three two, two one victories all year, and it's not gonna work. Lou has to uh, go, (laughs) please.
0: He does.
1: What are you concerned about, Brian? Well, uh, I, 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 I've been concerned about the same thing for the last
3: few years. We're just – we don't have anything in the system. And he trades away our first-round picks for three consecutive years. And well, the only one he's picked since he's been here is Simon oh. <laughs> that's That's rough. <laughs> so I'm concerned about how long it's going to take to rebuild this thing. When they finally do break it down, it's going to, it's going to be a while. Mm. We're, See, we're into a long haul, I think.
1: <clears throat> I mean, I want to say probably going to take, cause you got to get a new GM in. I'm going to say it. will probably take right. four years. I think it's going to take four years. You can turn around a team in four years. You absolutely can.
0: Depends on who the pieces Absolutely are can.
1: With free agency and being smart in the draft, you can turn a team around in four years without a doubt that but it all depends on who our next yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Hmm. right but i'd like
3: to see us start moving out pieces now like like if we're i'm expecting us to not be in very good position like you know so uh, this off like you know this trade deadline offseason. season let's try to get what we can for some of these guys <laughs> will lou do it <laughs> i don't have any confidence <laughs>
0: no no confidence that seems to be that seems to be you know in unison there at the, at the fan base and again I, you know I'll say that the people who listen to this show the people who comment in are are usually more realistic than other fans but I'd say the fan base as a whole I'd say is a little bit more downtrodden going into this much more downtrodden going into this year as opposed to the last two last two seasons yeah
3: yeah it's just like feel like there's just nothing I mean, we did nothing this off season very Not- Dull and limp.
1: <laughs> That's it. Limp. Who yeah. knows a lot about that? Dull and limp.
0: Oh, uh, what a way! What a way to end, to end the call. Let Thanks let so much. Go ahead, Grumpy.
1: Are you a Are you a season ticket holder? Uh, I'm not. Okay. Well, I, go to, I go to like three or four
3: games a year. Okay, I try to well, go to like three or four games a year.
1: Well, hopefully, if you wait towards the end of the year, you get them for like five bucks a ticket. So maybe that'll be definitely.
0: <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, Always a pleasure, fellas. All Thanks so right. much for the call in there. Thank you. Thanks, Brian P. There it is, Grumpy. Brian P, a good conversation. My God, limp and dull. Isn't that something, Grumpy? But he's not
1: lying. I mean, that. but I think that's the way most Islander fans feel. It's like, okay, we're not a high-scoring team. The only way to get people excited if you're not – a team that's exciting to watch, is you have to win. I mean, consistently. We saw in the first year that was not COVID-affected, we didn't win. We wore down at the end of the year.
0: What do you mean that was not COVID? Oh, you're talking about this year? Well, the first year when Trotz was here, we won, and that was not COVID-affected.
1: Yeah, but that those guys them, were, yeah. those guys were what, 28 years old? 29, 27,
0: I say like 26, 27 in the primes of their career. Well,
1: they're, I'm gonna say 27 because they're all in their 30s now.
0: Okay, sure. I mean, like, you know, that that was the, I mean, like, we're, we're well past our peak with a lot of these players. Um, but you know, I don't want to get too far down that road. Anthony R said, You guys should do a live podcast at a game this year.
1: We only have one option for that.
0: I don't know, Grumpy. I kind of want to enjoy If I'm going to a game, I want to kind of enjoy it. <laughs> here's the thing if we do go to a game i'd want to do a live podcast from ubs
1: yeah i that yeah, would be more fun i
0: was about to say yeah um so if i if we do go to a game that's what and I'd you
1: know good. it's pretty much empty seats so
0: <laughs> we could sprawl out of pretty entire much row if wait it's, late it's enough, set up set
1: everything up take up a whole row of seats no problem
0: grumpy do you have any plans in march
1: march of yeah. what year
0: of this next year
1: i don't know I'm just
0: joking think. around because that's a time period where seats are going to be just empty houses. Could uh, be before then. Oh, oh, I'm saying by then it'll definitely be super empty. Jerelle said, I just wanted to wish everybody a happy Croctober instead of Brocktober. A little. Hey, happy. right. We Brock-tober.
1: expect him to be good. He's good every October. Well, let's hope so again, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Frank K., grumpy old man, says, supposedly the meet and greet was a shit show yesterday. I couldn't go, I had a dentist appointment. Well, he was lucky. What do you
1: think was better, going to the dentist or going to the Islander meet and greet?
0: Dude, I got a fucking dentist appointment on Wednesday. and I'm dreading it. Oh man, I'd rather go to the meet and greet. The dentist is a freaking. The dentist is not a fun place to be, my friend.
1: All I know is when you lived at this house, you never had any cavities.
0: I was also younger then. The older you get, the well, more.
1: yeah, that's right. You should, his thing, you should be a little bit smarter as you get older, uh, about dental hygiene. You should never get a cavity when you're an adult.
0: Mm. I don't know. I hope I don't get any cavities. I'm worried about it. Your mom and daddy
1: R. always made sure that you had good dental hygiene.
0: Anthony R says here, I'm not even looking forward this year. I'm looking, <laughs> it's just going to be bad hockey.
1: That's my concern. That's my concern. i really. I don't know if the Flyers game is on TV tomorrow, or if we can watch that in some way. But I am really. Con- I want to see how we come out. Our compete level against the Flyers, because we didn't compete the first two games. And you know, oh well. You know, it's the beginning of preseason. Well, the other teams, it's the beginning of preseason for them as well. They seem to be able to skate uh, circles around us, actually.
0: When people talk about, oh, the preseason doesn't matter. Yeah, the preseason, it doesn't matter wins or losses. What matters about the preseason is what you see on the ice, line combinations, what, you, what you're going to expect from the team. This is the Fuck team it. that should be playing with a, with a fucking chip on their shoulder. They've told us that all season long. If you're playing with a chip on your shoulder, you're like, God, I'm a, yes, man, that's what I'm talking about. I'm in a spring game, or I'm here, yes, preseason's back. That's what fucking playing with a chip on your shoulder is. Not like uh, we're not skating hard. We're not doing this. We're doing that. Uh, kind of going through the motions. That's not, that's not playing with a chip on your shoulder.
1: I'm going to tell you what. I watched a little bit of the Seattle Kraken-Vancouver Canuck preseason game uh-huh. Uh yesterday. You want to looked really good? Who's that? Matthew Berniers.
0: Oh, man. He's fantastic. He's, he's fantastic. really good. That that Seattle team, you think about it, right? And you have the guy here, Shane Wright, who slipped all the way to him at four, I think. And again, the guy was like, hey, you're going to be the number one pick for years and years. Pain for Shane. Endure the pain so you get Shane Wright on your team. All of these, he slips all the way to four.
1: But the Bernier's kid was really freaking good. He's
0: phenomenal, man.
1: Really good. They looked, they looked, they had team Again. They're going to
0: be better than us before we revamp our team.
1: Team speed. Team speed. It's so important in the NHL today, particularly the way the game is played. So important to have team speed. We look like slugs out there compared to other teams. I'm just like, look at all these teams skate. I'm like, do you know how good you have to be talent-wise and uh, dedicated? uh, not dedication, but like, um, gosh, what the heck's the word? Discipline-wise, you have to be to compete with a team that can skate rings around you. It's so difficult. I mean, uh, that kid was phenomenal yesterday. He mm. can really move. That's what we need. We need more team speed.
0: Frank Case said, don't worry about your hair, Grumpy. He's going to lend you some of his. He's Thanks. got to he go. Um, Frank,
1: Frank could just get like a little trim. Uh, just take a couple of inches off. That'd be enough to cover me.
0: Uh, Joseph C says, um, "Think there'll be an interest. There'll be any intriguing guys who end up getting cut before the postseason is over." Grumpy.
1: Well, um, Gal- Alexander Galchenyuk was cut loose from his PTO. Now, here you want to hear a bad take—one that certainly did not age well when we first started this show, oh, many years ago.
0: You always wanted Galchenyuk. Galchenyuk. I wanted Galchenyuk,
1: and I was wanted to move Brock Nelson to get Galchenyuk.
0: What a bad freaking decision that would
1: have it, been. That didn't me. age well. Yeah, I thought I thought a change of scenery would have done him. And he remember he's he had a couple of good years early on, and Brock Nelson was just a freaking stick in the mud. He was totally underachieving. This is prior
0: to this is prior yes. to, to Barry Trotz. This was uh, under under Doug Waite. Yes, this, was, this is Brock Nelson under Doug Waite We're talking about here. Michael M says that's crazy. You literally didn't add anybody who would want to see them talking about the meet and greet he says i need to see josh bailey for the 50th time i figured you'd get a kick out of that who doesn't well, want to see the old cast and crew together the josh well, baileys
1: i think the last time they had one of these meet and greets was 2019 so you get to meet zach parise who you've never seen before
0: no adoption
1: no adoption Oh, no adoption might have been there in 2019 sure he would okay.
0: okay gotcha so he, sure he was okay
1: but it would have been uh, off who
0: Romanov,
1: yeah, Romanov,
0: say and then Paul Mary.
1: Paul Mary. So there's three guys in three years. Three guys in three years. You only have three new guys, and maybe Sorokin, was
0: there. Sorokin was new. Sorokin, Sorokin had Sorokin. probably never been there too there for the for the meet and greet. Oh,
1: there you go. But think about it. Holmstrom was probably there because it was his first year after getting drafted, so he probably uh, would have been there. But other than that, just three guys, four guys on the whole team.
0: Who doesn't love that though, Grumpy? Who doesn't love it? You get to meet all the new. You get to. You get, it's like getting reacquainted with your pals and friends. Is all it is because yeah. they're all so similar. Hey, Drew L. You're here live with TJ and the Grumpy Old Man. What are you excited about? What are you concerned about heading into this season?
2: Um, that's a tough question. I mean, there's obviously a lot to be concerned about. Um, the young guys not getting the opportunity. Lane Lambert possibly being an net coach. Lose decision making. Um. I guess if I had to lean towards one, I just you know when it's hard because I don't I don't really trust in Lou, and I think by the way the owner said it, I'm starting to kind of believe that he does believe in Lou, and it's concerning just because of the lack of moves he's made, the poor salary cap management, more so.
0: Mm. So, so you're more worried than just trying to pinpoint what do you, there's a lot of things of concern about, but what's number one concern for you?
2: Barzell. I want him to stay.
0: Okay. Barzell possibly on the move.
2: Yeah, and I guess just mainly when possibly if we become so bad, which, by the way, that's exactly what I hope. I hope we were so bad this year that both Lou, like the whole Lou regime is gone. I think at this point he's served his time, but I don't know if he said this, Grumpy, but he can't do it anymore. just can't do it. He's saying- I feel like if. And yeah, he's 80. And, you know, the thing was that if Lou really could have done something in this free agency, even if we struck out on draw, I just think that Ilya Mikheyev guy was such a good transaction, would have been just such a fantastic transaction for us because he had like 70 point upside. I could see it in the guy. He's got blazing speed. He's 6'4 and he's 220. Like, he's basically Andrews Lee, but quicker. So that's what I saw, but. I guess my overall thoughts on this year is just to really stake it up. Like I want to be in a way like a bottom five team because guys like Bedard and Ilya, um, sorry, Motvei Meechkov are in this draft. And both of those I heard is like generational type of prospects, like guys that never come around like that often. So Mm. I hope that we suck so bad that Lou gets fired by the owners. New GM comes in, Barzell gets locked up and you got Bedard or Beach Cop coming in the system.
0: So, so I guess I guess you're positive. That's where I'm kind of you're positive you're looking forward to is an early draft pick. Is that correct? Based off of that take? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I
2: think if we get like pick, I don't think if we get like a top 10 pick this year, I think we could be stuck in purgatory for a while and that's my biggest concern, mm. more so if anything. But it's yeah for i guess that's it so
0: well thanks thank you drew for calling in there but i mean yeah it's it's not a lot to be excited about right now and you know it's i, I don't want just like chalk it up to gallows humor i think it's you know it's realistically where there's not much to be excited about okay
1: i just want to say something when you are can you put the information back up there for a second
0: uh yeah of course i just took it down but yes give me a second here grumpy um Yes, I'll pull that up. Talk about it though. Okay. What did you want to mention?
1: When your GM, when his age is more than the salary cap, it's time to get a new GM.
0: Oh, how old is he now, by the way? I don't
1: give a shit. He's close enough where that joke works, to be honest with you.
0: He's, I know he's, he's probably about 82 and a half. Yeah, so he, he'll be,
1: eight, I think he's yeah. 80, 80, He'll be 81 maybe this year. When your GM, his a when he's older than the amount of the salary cap, it's time to move on from him.
0: Christ almighty, these freaking ads on Forbes magazine. I apologize. But, yeah, I, I was about to say, you know, he's 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 just the age. You can
1: take it down. I just wanted to show that. I just – I thought that was cute. I thought it was pithy.
0: <sighs> pithy and it, pithy. My, my side feels – Here's the thing.
1: If, if you're at a point in December where you're realistically out of it, like we were last year, uh, you know, oh, well, if we did this, we went on a 40-game winning streak, we'd be in contention for a playoff yes. spot.
0: Do you remember that every fucking week I'd be like, "Hey, God, <laughs> what does uh, you know? What what do we need to do in order to, to end up? You know, what do we, God? We would do next game is a must win. How many wins do we need to have out of this clump of four games? The
1: whole thing oh, is shit, you man. want to start moving your Mayfields, your yes. Varlamovs, yes, your whoever else you could maybe a JP Parisa, a uh, JP JG Parisa. You're really going JP, back
0: in the day, Grumpy.
1: Yeah, maybe a JG Pajot guys who have some value, you maybe want to move them for first-round picks or you know maybe a first and a second for a Mayfield, a, a first for Varlamov, maybe a first for Pajot. This way you're kind of reloading. It's like, okay, we realize this group is finished, but now we have ammunition to go into the draft and get a bunch of high-end talent. That'll reinvigorate the fan base, without hmm. a doubt.
0: We had some comments here. Status Viral said, I told you. Um, I would want I would put Parise and Palmieri on the first line. Last year, when they rolled that line out, it looked good with really good chemistry, and I think that that's Lambert's idea. But trots just shut it down.
1: Okay, we're gonna find out.
0: Yeah, J.K. says per Andrew Gross, uh, William Defoe is a big guy. I think his lack of skating uh, abilities would do that. Yeah, he's big. He's like 6'4", six, 6'5", six, something like that. He doesn't move well. Those guys, how many 6'5"? 6'4". four. Five, six, okay, four. okay. Six, how many six foot four offensive linemen do you see out there doing footwork drills as quick as the little small nifty guys on the field and moving as well as they okay. do? They don't. It's what? the same thing with your footwork is a lot tougher to be very, very skilled skater and to be great at footwork the bigger you are, that's okay. why it's an aberration. It's such a it's such a lucky find if you can get a big guy who could skate well. It's the same reason why we draft a guy like Bodie Wild, who has the character issues. He's a bigger defenseman who skates well, just solely because he's a big body who can skate well.
1: Okay, which direction is the modern NHL going? Speed, speed. smaller, speed smaller guys, know. skilled guys. Okay, Less kidding. More speed. speed, right? William DeFore. I want to liken him to the movie King Kong at the end where he climbs at the top of the Empire State Building and you got the little planes, you know, they're coming from the left, they're coming from right, they're just buzzing them all over the place. I think he wound up getting one plane. But after that, I mean, he falls to the bottom, crashes into this concrete, he's done. You have to be able to skate in today's NHL. It's imperative. Yeah. If your team is slow, you get dominated dominated
0: so this this is not the king kong when he's out on his own island dominating everything so that was a cue he was in the qmjhl he was dominating everybody's scoring goals and so maybe he'll do a little bit of that in the him, AHL too. That's right.
1: they, they took him off a of skull island they brought him into new york city put him on top of uh ubs arena <laughs> UBS USB
0: UBS Arena. Man. I
1: got it right for the first time ever, and then I questioned myself. You always do that. God, it's UBS Grum. Come on, UBS, they got him. They bring him. In, they put him on top of UBS Arena, and then they have a whole bunch of guys shooting at him uh, from the parking lot. Well, not even the parking lot. So you know, just little gliders, drones coming by, brrr, peppering him with shots, and he's oh, gonna fall man. down, and that'll be the end.
0: Oh, good gracious, good gracious! I like that. He's before Skull Island. He was at the queue. Now he's being brought to New York City. I'm not sure it meshes so well with the current NHL.
1: And and let's let's be honest. We're rooting for him to be a success. Uh, For
0: certain. Because, shit, if you could identify a guy who's a fifth-round pick who's going to be a consistent NHLer for you, just solely based off of where you selected him, holy crap, you have done a great job in identifying talent and identifying potential. Absolutely. I want him to be... Everything we could dream of, a guy who could put up 40 goals a year, a guy who could be a consistent 40 goal scorer, and a guy who you know provides a little bit through you know through assists as well. I want to see that. And he's do one I of those you know? probably not.
1: He's one of those guys that I remember when they drafted him, I liked it. I wish they would have taken him in the fourth round. If you remember, we talked about the draft, draft him in the fourth round, whoever they took him, the fourth and the fifth. Because when you're just taking shots at guys in the later rounds. You're looking for something that's exceptional in his game. With William DeFore, it was his shot, right? Great shooter. That's what you look for. Or a guy, all right, yeah, okay, maybe his, his rest of his game is an iron diet, but, man, he can skate like the wind. You could turn a guy like that into a fourth liner uh, potentially, but somebody – you don't want just some Ham and Edgar and Alexander Lundquantz. You don't want somebody like that. Oh, well, he projects. He's a solid this. He doesn't do anything well. But, he, you know, he's a solid player, can play on your bottom four line. Your your bottom line. That's not who you should be drafting. Mm. Look for somebody, if you're looking from like the fourth, third or fourth round on, who has an exceptional talent that you could possibly hone into something in the NHL level.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's what you're looking for to those picks, Grumpy. You
1: should be. You should be. Yep.
0: yep. Something that separates him. What where time
1: so- it do well. Can I ask you?
0: Everything he's smart,
1: Play the he, he, banjo he, is what he does well.
0: That's
1: what he does. He plays the banjo well. Come on, you should know that.
0: He He's extremely smart, grumpy. What his skill is, he's the smartest guy on the ice, and he gets even smarter every single year. John Smith said, other than Bavillier, Paris and Palmieri, they're the only, you know, they're only, you know, two, they're the only two with legs to keep up with Matt Barzal. I just think that the fin- that that there are finishers. They're the finishers we need.
1: You just don't think they're the finishers. I'm sorry. We
0: need. If I could fucking read today, yes. I just don't think they're the finishers that we need.
1: Okay. What does it tell you about your roster? That comment from John tells you all you need to know about our roster. We aren't talented enough. But yeah, all you imagine. have is a guy who's thirty eight year old. And I don't think, I don't think Palmieri a great skater. He's okay. I mean, for certain, but he's not like, oh man, Kyle Palmieri, fantastic skater. He's good enough. Hmm. That's, that's the highest level of skating that you have on your team. Your team's in trouble. Sure. It's like in Rocky three, when uh, Rocky comes up to Hulk Hogan, he says, Hey, uh, how about after the match, we get a photo. Okay. He's like, you're in trouble, man! And he just shoves him into the ropes. I mean, that's that's what I feel like our team is like now. We are like Rocky getting shoved into the ropes by Hulk Hogan. You're in trouble, man.
0: God Almighty, um, Scott L. Grumpy's got a comment for you. Hi, what'd
1: you think about my Rocky? I thought it was pretty good.
0: I, I am. I'm trying to. I'm trying to balance between like a million different things right now. So I thought it was good. Sorry, I didn't give it the, the credit deserves, but I'm trying to get everything queued up because we're not doing every comment in the world tonight. We just are trying to pick select ones. But yeah, I thought the Rocky was good, Grumpy. You're in trouble, man. And the
1: Hulk.
3: You're in trouble, man. I'm I'm
0: I'm still trying to balance uh, right now, my
1: friend. Scott Levy, um, still the – you know what? Scott has been using that same Facebook picture. It's still phenomenal. That first line will never work. There is – will never work. There is nobody big enough to screen the goalies, battle in front of the net. I know Lee has cement feet. But at least he can make the goalie work and screen him. Unlike the Unchkins, let's throw let's say Munchkins, and Parisi and Palmieri. That's a valid point. Uh, I man, just think about it. You know, I was thinking about the excitement thing too. What if we would signed Johnny Gaudreau? That'd be something to be excited about. Yeah. Tell me, would. tell me, people would not want to watch the Islanders this year just to see Matt Barzal playing with Johnny Gaudreau? I know I would.
0: Be worth the price of admission alone.
1: Very good. There you go. I knew I'd get you to say that saying.
0: Uh, grumpy uh, Goon Goon says, "TJ and and Henry." I think he meant Grumpy. TJ no, and no
1: Henry. Remember on last I said that my middle name was Henry. You said that. Yes, on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man show. Remember, we were talking about the new Zoo Review coming right at you.
0: When you were doing that, Grumpy, I was trying to probably balance a whole bunch. So No, I don't remember you saying your middle name. Was- oh, yeah, Hippo Henry. That's right. That's right. Okay, now I remember. Now I remember. It TJ was and Henrietta.
1: Henry. Henrietta Hippo. That's
0: it was Henrietta, saying. that's right. Which, Which dastardly,
1: dastardly deed elicited the most outlandish reaction from TJ, the surprise acquisition of Romanov, Romanov on draft day or to his second head injury. Okay. It was Romanov.
0: I- I don't even think it's close.
1: I think that TJ was so angry going into the podcast on Thursday that he was went off on a ridiculous diatribe onto his head injury, and we're going to talk about that tomorrow, honestly. Once again, and the players' reaction, what the of course the typical reactive NFL, the guy who who is the neurologist who looked at him last week has been fired.
0: fired Yeah, he he should knocked
1: out this week. I thought. It was just a back injury and a neck injury. That's what they were saying. They're so full of shit. And now they're gonna the scapegoat is the former doctor, the independent doctor? Yeah. Please, please stop. But that'll be that'll be a big topic conversation for tomorrow. With that Here's
0: effect. the thing. I, I was pretty docile compared to what other people are saying out there. Dude, it was so blatantly obvious he had a concussion. So blatantly it obvious was. when his legs are when you're when you're shaking your head like this, and we talked about right when you get dazed, you get pushed down there, and you're you're shaking your head, and you're like your feet are wobbling and falling out from underneath you. You obviously have an issue to where it's like, yeah, no, you're done. It's a game of fucking football, ladies and gentlemen. I remember I said it the night of, I said. All this is doing is hurting Tua. Doesn't hurt anybody else but himself, but there needs to be safe there needs to be safety measures to prevent him from continuing to do so. Very clearly had a concussion. And what do you know? He gets concussed again. Plays while he's still concussed and he goes ahead and gets another concussion, which
1: magnifies. I'm gonna tell you whether two is a little China doll though. You he breathe is. on him. He didn't, he wasn't even hit that hard.
0: He is. Oh, here's the thing he is, but it doesn't matter how the impact affects everybody differently. But you're right, he's not a tough guy. He's not. but you know what, what gets me concussed may be different than what gets you concussed, Grump. I was never, i never had those issues. That plenty of people did in, in football. But again, like I don't know. I, I think the Romanoff reaction was much worse. That Romanov, was
1: Romanov. I forget Romanov. I mean, it was it was that it was weird. bad. That was, was bad. It was, I would say it was profoundly negative. It was so negative. That I had to take the positive.
0: I hope he, I hope, I hope I'm, I hope I'm not vindicated, grumpy, because if he's as bad as I made it out that evening, we're going to be <laughs> in some real trouble.
1: Well, here's the thing <laughs> you know, it looked pretty good the first preseason game he played. You look like you were vindicated on that
0: one. Uh, it's a preseason game. I don't care about that. Um, And uh, John Smith said they're both going to be spent by Christmas, though, talking about Parise and, and Paul Mary, Man. perhaps. Yeah. Uh, Drew L says, by the way, uh, who's that Parise guy uh, or a praise guy? Because, yeah, Andrew Gross misspelled it. He said, Who's that praise guy uh, next to Matt Barzal? Is it one of Lou's 40 chess moves? I did see that. Thanks for Anyone
1: who me, thinks Andrew. that Lou Lamarillo is a top level GM still has not been watching what's gone on here the last couple of years.
0: They've been sleeping.
1: Even when he was winning GM of the year, I'm like, Stop. His moves, I thought they wild overpays don't mean that you're making good moves. That's a that's a loser move.
0: I think you might like this one, Grumpy. That Jurel just sent it to us. <laughs> oh, oh, oh wow! Under Tronson, top are under trots and topper under Lamarillo. Yeah, right? very I mean, good. Ooh, <laughs> nice. I like it. I like it, Drew. I like it, my friend. Uh, Status rival said our power play was really good last year. Um, we have you know pretty much the same team. Uh, why would you think the power play will be bad? And he also says here, um, the power play was twenty two point one percent last season. Not bad.
1: It wasn't good when it when it, they needed it to be. Good. I was
0: about to say the start of the season and when we were actually were in games and we were in, you know, like hey, everybody was still in it. Our power play was miserable. We picked up towards the tail end, but it's like it's just like the ebbs and flows of the season. We cannot have the inconsistency where the ebbs and flows are like what? Oh, what well, we have just months where we don't score a power play goal. Um, sure. Eve L said how much money do we save if we waive Josh Bailey after his 1,000th game? I think he's free. We get 100% discount. After he plays the 1,000 games, you don't have to pay anything to get rid of him and waive I him.
1: I, he'd never make it. If I was coach, he'd never make it to 1,000. I'd make him out to be out a martyr. He'd be a martyr by the time I get done with him.
0: Mm. Just solely out of spite. I'd let him
1: skate out there every warm-up. Nope, you're a healthy scratch every night. <laughs>
0: Oh my God!
1: What we can only what we can only ice fifteen skaters. That's okay.
0: I'll let you read this one, Grumpy.
1: Power play specialist, sixth attacker, first line winger, future Hall of Famer, Josh Emmer effing Bailey, 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 Bailey. You know what? I hate Josh Bailey. I. You know what? It was so nice this whole offseason. We. I don't even think we talked about him. Somebody brought him up. Just as a preseason, just before it started, and all that negative Josh nobody, Bailey. Nobody,
0: nobody brought that. Are you talking about that day or today?
1: No, not today.
0: Oh, that day.
1: Somebody brought it up. One of the podcasts brought up Josh Bailey, and all that. I've been trying to work on myself to be more positive, to not rip into Josh Bailey, but then I hear his name, and everything just goes awry. What can I tell oh. you? All that progress that I made oh. lost in one podcast.
0: Mm -mm -mm. Um, let's go to the next Dan L Dan L. says don't forget we'll always be the sixth attacker when the goalie's pulled too (laughs) absolutely Um, Tommy B says nobody knows yet preseason means nothing well I I will say when you're rolling out your lineups I mean like three and four games into the preseason I would assume that Anders Lee probably is not going to be the left winger on Matt Barzal's wing you know on his left side they're trying to figure out who's going to gel well with him and like, I don't think you have a lot of games to be screwing around with that. You ideally in the preseason want to figure out who, what the line combination is going to look like for the first ten games.
1: How much different from last year is it really going to be?
0: I don't think if, much, if at all. I don't think much. I'm I, again, like, I'm more worried about the effort level. This is a team that's supposed to play with a chip on their shoulder. There's no fucking chip, <laughs> you know. It's it's a little lace, a little hurts potato chip. We're not talking about the big, wide, wavy chips or anything like that, uh, Rob says, the only way Bailey gets in the Hall of Fame is if he buys a ticket. That's Um, the
1: only way it should ever be.
0: um, And Brian B. says here, every year, the same cast. Yeah, the important part. It's
1: it's, his thing. It's not like we're rolling out Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, Stamkos, Hedman, Vasilevsky. It's not like we're rolling those guys out. And let me tell you something. Tampa Bay has turnover every single year. Mm-hmm. Their core remains the same, but they rotate other players. Why? It keeps everybody fresh and hungry. That's what it does. Guys have never – like Nick Paul, right? He comes in, never won a cup, skates through a wall for them. Nemestikov goes, comes back. All of a sudden, he's hungry. But do we have anybody hungry on our team? And I don't mean – maybe they were hungry. Maybe they were hungry at the meet and greet. They ate so much damn food, there wasn't enough left for the fans. That's a distinct possibility, but I don't mean physically hungry. I mean hungry for the drive to win, to be a Stanley Cup champion. I don't think we have enough of those guys.
0: Mm. Um, Noah W. says left wing should be Pavilier, Lee, Bellows, and Parise.
1: Okay. I don't like Lee that high.
0: Um, Brian P. says bingo grump. It's Lou's fault. And State of Survival says I want to trade Pavilier for Tanner Jeanette.
1: Yeah, but would they make
0: it? They're, they're not going to do that. Yeah. Pavilion yeah. really, doesn't have as much value as we think he does. I think he's got some value, but not that much. John M says, TJ, I'm excited that we're going to have a top five draft pick. There you go. That is top a reason five. to be excited. We what? just have to get through the pain first to get there.
1: Would you not, I'd be excited if we had a top five draft pick.
0: I for certain would be.
1: And if we you had. Know, I wouldn't be
0: excited during the season, but like.
1: And maybe if we had three first round draft picks. And another two in 2023, four, after Gosh, that season.
0: Christ almighty.
1: Start moving guys out.
0: Chertaria, What the hell is it? this?
1: Chertaria, is-
0: I don't know who the Chertaria. Like, is. used to be a is. TV
1: show called Haktari. Chertaria, Josh Bailey is an abomination. The most embarrassing thing for me as an Isles fan would be for him to be mentioned alongside this team's franchise history. He's oh, a God. dog. I'm going to go one extra step. He's a damn dirty dog. Get him out of there. Josh freaking Bailey. There's no way they retire his number. It'd be a low light in the history.
0: It'd be a low point.
1: Okay, If we stop doing the podcast after who knows how many years and Josh Bailey gets his number retired, we have to do an emergency podcast on that.
0: Even even if we're done doing the podcast, we could be like, we'll have nobody will know what we look like because grumpy old man could be in a spot to where he looks completely different. He'll be maybe completely bald by then. Maybe I'll be the same. And like, <laughs> could, you, could you could you imagine like ten years from now, twelve years from now, grumpy? I don't know what. I, hopefully, mentally you'll still be there. Hopefully, you won't be on the Lula Amarillo path of mental 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 regression. i seriously.
1: I would hope to be on the same mental, have the same mental capacity that Lou Lamoriello has at his age. I mean, he's he's not demented or anything like that, regardless of what we say. He's just not a good GM anymore. But that doesn't mean he's got you know that he's lost you know all the cheeses slipped off his cracker. Nothing like that.
0: Grumpy, I worry when we stop doing this podcast mentally, you're going to drop off
1: oh really thanks that
0: ass that i mean like think about it right we have imagine if we stop when we stop doing this because we're not going to do the podcast forever in the same format we always do it in but i'm like you gotta grumpy you gotta start getting we gotta get you a hobby you gotta get you something outside to get you we you need to get you somebody you could go to like a like a like a club where you could debate people or talk about people and getting enraged just not where you're gonna blow it you're hard in half
1: (laughs) yeah i'll go downtown i'll wear a sign that'll say
0: the world's gonna end Oh, there it is. Yeah, okay. you have those fun conversations.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Andrew L. says the only way Bailey could help this team is by donating his contract to pay for everyone's parking at UBS Arena.
0: Oh, God. State
1: of Survival says our power play last year was 22.1%. That's not bad.
0: Okay, yeah. So I popped that I'm real star.
1: John Smith once again says I'm excited about another year being ticked off. Some of these mediocre forwards contracts. There you go. Two years, as long as we don't do anything stupid, we're going to be have quite a bit of money left in the salary cap. Quite a bit.
0: But unfortunately, we'll have the same old song and dance. Nobody wants to go here and we'll be a team that's in the cellar. Well, Frank K, Grumpy.
1: Number one concern is we're turning into the doormat mid-90s team again. Which will produce tons of empty seats and ten dollars tickets with the charges included. God, oh my! Now they were eight. I saw tickets last year eight bucks, so I think it'll be less than.
0: Not like they were eight bucks, but like the charges that were attached to it were like twenty something.
1: Yeah, they, that's a lot.
0: Speaking about most concerned, I think this is a good one. D cut says, "I'm most concerned about TJ <laughs> reading the comments all season." That oh, is that is a big concern. I tell and you not what, barely the I, Islanders, but a podcast related concern. It maybe is my biggest concern too.
1: Okay. Now, the only reason D-Cut is not taking over post of the night is because it's not really Islanders related like Jake's was. (laughs) But I'll tell you what.
0: It's a good one nonetheless.
1: If it's like a 1A, 1B thing, that's very, very good.
0: Oh, my God. I love that. I love that. Um, And we already got there. Frank's. comment, uh, or I'm sorry, Frank C. says, excited about Sorokin being even better this season.
1: Here's Frank taking it seriously. Not like most of the guests or people who actually do the podcast.
0: (laughs) Are you talking about yourself, Grumpy? Yes, I am talking about myself.
1: I mean, to me, I I don't think he can be as good as he was last year. He was spectacular last year. Mm. He was spectacular. I mean, it would not surprise me if he took a little bit step back. Would not surprise me.
0: And you know, that
1: doesn't mean he's going to be shitty. I just thought he was sensational last year. So Sterkins looked pretty good so far this year.
0: Oh, God, almighty. The comments, dude. I will tell you one thing there will be, if the team struggles a lot, there will be positives with that. There will be blood. No, no, there will be positives because our fan base has been in the cellar for so long. They're familiar with it. The gallows humor that will partake on this podcast will be fucking fantastic. When I think of this, like one more time, Grumpy, uh cutside Trevenge says Lou Lamarillo is tight with the Islanders budget. So he skimped on the food for the fans at the meet and greet. That's the reason why. The gallows humor that will will turn out from another bad season of the Islanders will be worth the price of admission alone to the podcast.
1: I absolutely let me tell you something. No, we're not the number one podcast for the New York Islanders. No. But I'm going to tell you what we are absolutely the most entertaining. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. You know, I'm going to tell you what. I want him to check Fredo's freezer. Was Lou pocketing that food, making sure Fredo's got something to eat all summer long? Oh, okay. That's what I want. So I'm wondering about Is Does he have the big stand-up freezer or the big chest freezer? All of a sudden, hey, chicken and waffles. Hey, hot dogs, hamburgers, shack burgers. Hey, where'd you get those? Oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Fredo. Watch out for Fredo.
0: That's right. Fredo's freezer. Dude, that could be a little Fredo's
1: freezer has all that food. Tommy Baffy went hungry again. He could miss a few meals. It's okay. Here's the thing it's because the food was in Fredo's freezer.
0: Oh, baby. Fredo's freezer. They stole, they stole, they stole for their own purposes, Grumpy. That's
1: right.
0: State of Survival said Can we please put together a big trade? For Jason Robinson.
1: What do we have that anyone wants? See, First that's the problem. Picks.
0: First round we, picks. You can't do that. Exactly. We're not doing the, that. The way,
1: the way our the team draft. is built right now, we're going to have to rebuild through the draft. No other way. Just no other way. You're going to have to build through the draft, get younger, let everybody develop, like I've been preaching for the last couple number of years, right? Mm-hmm. Should have done it already. We'd be right on top contending for cups. Now that's over That's sale. They didn't want to listen to me. You got a couple of Eastern conference finals losses. Hope you're all happy. Now get ready for the, for the dark times, but it's not, it's not unfixable. We have to rebuild through the draft. We cannot pick up. We can't even trade for young talent. We have nothing that anyone wants except for Matt Barzal and Noah Dobson.
0: Um, And uh, Rich A says, Dude, it's the same guys. I fully expect the same results. Already looking at next year's draft. Damn. If that's not if that's not the indictment of where we think where the fans think this team is.
1: But think about that. If that's the mentality of the fans right now, you failed. You failed in the offseason. You, you failed can, to make them you're, excited. You're the fan base is not even interested in this season. You failed as a general manager and as an organization. When the people are not even they they're not even excited going into the season, there should always be something to be excited for. Detroit Red Wings, young talent getting better. Buffalo Sabers, even even the Philadelphia Flyers. Hard nosed John Tortorella is going to be some fireworks there. Something to get worked up about. What do we have to get excited about? Hey, Josh Bailey's going to skate on the ice for a thousand games. Well, that's exciting. Let's give him a plaque. Hey, Josh.
0: Oh, damn. Here's
1: your mommy with a little picture of a juice box.
0: That, 1, and we get years. excited about, hey, man, we're getting excited towards the tail end of the year as we continue to take plenty and plenty of punishment if we're if, in a bad spot. As
1: long as we get through the deadline without trading, I, the the management, the ownership should say to Lou Lamarillo, hey, we did it your way. You're not trading another first-round draft pick. You're not trading any draft picks that's just not happening i don't care how close you think we are we're not we're not trading draft picks you're never ever ever allowed to trade another first round draft pick don't even ask the answer is no no trading of first round draft picks
0: Mm -hmm. i tell you dude. the comments that we got coming up are great too john m says
1: great shirt grumpy this is from john mcmanaman right here this auburn
0: or Tigers,
1: Auburn Tigers.
0: Goon Goon says, "Grumpy, um, what was the best Islanders game or games you atten- attended in person?"
1: Oh, let me think. Um, gosh, there were so many back in the day. I, there's not one. I I've never been to a Stanley Cup final or anything like that. So, like I said, I I really can't single any one game out. They were always fun. I always enjoyed watching, uh, watching the Islanders play. Even when they were bad, I still enjoyed going to the games. I can always make everything fun, but I, there was no game that I stood out as the best game I ever, that, that I ever attended in person, nothing in particular.
0: Mm. Well, that's unfortunate
1: for you, grumpy. I can tell you the, the most exciting football game I ever attended. What was that? Actually, there were a couple, but for me, the most exciting when I was worked for the Panthers. Um, not even the Super Bowl that they lost to the Patriots, uh, Super Bowl 29. but No, Super Bowl 32, when they lost 32-29 uh, in the last second field goal. To me, the most exciting game was when they made the playoffs in 1996. They beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 14-12 to uh, right at the end, and they intercepted a ball in the end zone. That was without a doubt probably the most exciting football game I ever saw. It was great. Oh. atmosphere was fantastic that has so much to do with it as well atmosphere makes for excitement Mm. you got a bunch of people sitting on their damn hands all the time you know kind of loses some oomph
0: it does it does that's the reason to be there live at the event to see it firsthand and it has to be a
1: home home team super bowls are not great for that yep i've been to a couple they're not because it's not a whole bunch
0: of neutral fights. All these tickets are bought and sold before corporate. really the game even begins. Well, All corporate, mostly
1: yeah. corporate seats. They have small sections for each team's fans. Um, you know, they get so many season so many tickets to season ticket holders. Yeah. But they're not they're not great. Mm-hmm. But I will say in uh the Super Bowl, when um uh the Patriots beat the Panthers, they didn't that was the wardrobe malfunction. Um
0: That's Janet Jackson.
1: Yeah we didn't even know about that till the next day but i thought people were talking about oh gee about what happened at the game i'm like yeah oh must've been talking about the guy mark roberts who used to run out there run out naked in sporting events he ran out uh to start the second half wearing a referee's uniform and he tore it off and he got wiped out but that didn't i've heard that didn't even make it to television but i'm like oh man i saw that that was great
0: okay got you too grumpy um i tell you it's Unfortunately, we weren't able to see because it was I remember when that happened. I was like, holy shit. When Janet Jackson had that shit ripped off. And when when Justin Timberlake did that, I was like, my God almighty. Um, uh, Shooters Puck Hockey said in positive news, the shooters are beer league summer champions. A little clap in the round of applause. A little clap for the shooters. The shooters. Shoot them up. Beer league champions. Um, Anthony R said, "The Mets are pissing me off. We talk about the same old Islanders, same thing with the Mets. Just the same old Mets blowing the season right now. Um, they're going to lose tonight again.
1: They're still going to make the
0: playoffs. Yep, I know that. What it, I know how did how did was Degrom pitching tonight? I to remember. He
1: pitched yesterday. He got a blister on his finger, which uh, he was doing great. Then he gave a back to back home runs. You know, we had the um, he had the blister on the finger, so."
0: Oh, Scherzer pitched, and I give up four runs. Yeah. Um, got a comment here um, from Goongoon Goon saying, if the Islanders sink this year, are you chaps 100% certain that Laxadaisical Kalu gets shown the door? Or does ownership think he's a swell guy no matter what?
1: I think he gets shown the door regardless. I think this is his last year. I, I, I cannot imagine them bringing him back at 80-something years old. At some point I time, just have to move on. Just too old. It's not like winning it. We've never won anything under him.
0: For mm. all
1: the great resurgence, we've never won anything. Nothing.
0: Thomas B says, once again, Grumpy hits a nail on the head. What's there to be excited about? Even when we really sucked, there are reasons to be excited. True. This year, nothing. I was about to say, you know, when we had really sucked, at least it was like, all right, yeah. Oh. Dude, back there in some of those early 2000 years, would you say you were really excited? I guess about the young guys? Was that, was that you were excited about the young guys getting their chances?
1: Yeah. Or, you know, hey, look at the exciting play of such and such. Or, um, look how we're scoring goals.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're getting in fights every game. There was something to be excited about for every game. Okay. I get what you're saying now.
1: The worst thing about the whole thing is the only thing worse about not winning is being boring. We're boring.
0: When you're both, you don't sell any tickets. Any tickets. Not at all.
1: Not even for $8 on the secondary market.
0: John Smith said, um, to answer your question, if we're within eight to, six to eight points out of the wild card by the trade deadline, that first round pick is hundred is gone, guaranteed. You talk about that would be worst-case scenario, the absolute worst-case scenario.
1: To me, I look at it this way. If you're not in a playoff spot by December, the end of December, you're moving everyone
0: that yep. you can move.
1: I don't care if you make a little run, like they, like right. Anders Lee starts picking his play up the end of March, you know, just before deadline day. I don't care. I don't care about any of that. It's like we're not good enough to win a Stanley Cup. You have to move pieces who are on expiring contracts, Mayfield, Varlamov, whoever, or somebody who has value. Even I'll tell you what. Even Brock Nelson, for as good as he's played. If you can get two first-round picks for Brock Nelson, you absolutely have to move him, or even a first and a second. Same thing with JG Pajot. You have to move those guys. You have to rebuild. You have this team is the majority of players on this team of the core are of over thirty. You have to move those guys out.
0: We have the technology. We must rebuild him. <laughs> <laughs> the six million dollar man for you grumpy yeah. state of survival said uh the good news is that you know we have a lot of fourth line depth enough to sustain 20 injuries Very that true. is a positive that is a positive state of survival there you go that is positive like that. um and he also says here um uh, we need to dump wallstrom fast before people realize he's not consistent chara used to set him up straight or set him straight because his focus is not there. He gets distracted, then screws up.
1: Well, um, Kevin Kirks was been pleasantly surprised with how hungry and how hard he's working in the first two games.
0: I thought he looked... I thought I saw the effort. I liked the play away from the puck. I did. I really did like that. Um, you know, it's a big year for him. What are we going to see from him? Is this going to be a guy who kind of... Does he build off of his early success last year? and kind of get things headed in the right direction with the new head coach, or do we can see consistent tr- struggles from him? So JG says, um, I would have loved to see the C on the front of number 13's jersey. You and me True. both. He's True. speaking like he should be a captain now, too. Absolutely. That makes sense. Um, State of Survival says here, does anybody, uh, anyone have interest in Mark Shifley? Um, I'm sure he'll be on the block soon.
1: How much would you have to give up to get Mark Shifley? A lot.
0: A lot. I would feel like a lot. Then There's no way. He's a center, too, isn't he? Yeah. Natural position's a center?
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm just... 29 years old? Yeah. Again, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, I think, in the next year. Maybe, maybe at the end of this year. I'll pull or the end here. of next year.
0: Yeah. He's
1: going to be UFA. Is that... Again, do you want to repeat the same mistakes by signing guys who are in their 30s to long-term deals? Just start
0: over. He's got a modified no trade clause. He's got after this year, he's got one year, so he's got two years remaining on his contract, okay. including the season upcoming. So he'll be 31 years old when that contract expires. I mean, he's a guy who's very consistent, consistently talented, but you know, man oh man, you know, it's one of those things to where you know he's <laughs> he's 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 more of one of the guys that we don't need. If you understand what I'm saying, yes, Fair I do. Guy, Slower moving, we don't need you know more guys who just. Don't move well and are you know stuck playing you know 80s or 90s hockey. Um, I mean he's extremely talented. He works, he fits a niche, but man oh man, we need to have speed on the team. Simple as that. Um Tommy B says here, uh Shushnikov nets 40 goals this season. Oh yeah. He looked good in his little short stint, but he's another guy, a bottom six guy, and we have plenty of those guys. Yeah. Brian B says here, imagine how excited everybody would be if we just signed Johnny hockey very true and Goon says was it possibly just big misunderstandings recently involving Brett Favre and Antonio Brown
1: i don't know if you heard about antonio brown but, but he exposed himself to a bunch of people at a pool
0: yes i'd say that that's just it is just a it's just a bis, big I, misunderstanding for i antonio feel bad brown. for
1: antonio brown i really
0: do too i liked uh, antonio ever brown ever
1: since that fontes perfect hit He's never been the same person.
0: Yep. He got
1: lit up. And I'm going to guarantee you, when they cut his skull off, when he's dead, they're going to say massive
0: CTE. Cut his skull off. That's one way to put it. Or, you know, dissect his brain. Uh, I I guarantee you. They don't say cut his skull off.
1: They cut it up. And
0: that's the only way to do it. You got to look at the brain. It depends if he donates his body to science or not.
1: Well, I think he's going to probably be. He's like, hey. Let him learn what I can. How fantastic I've been!
0: Uh, I tell I tell you, dude. I it's I feel I do feel he was he never had any issues. He was still. It's not like hey he became a very talented player and then the issues came up. He was a very talented player for quite some time, and then it was like that hit just things had kind of changed. I'm just yeah. like oh, yeah. So with Brett Favre, did no freaking excuses. Oh, he's got he's got thousands, Grumpy, thousands of concussions. though, remember. So, so
1: we've been told.
0: So he's told us. Um, John M says, Grump, the Polish police or the prince. Polish prince would be top three player in the 2022. What was
1: that? I team uh, said We're talking about Mariusz Tchaikovsky.
0: Oh, the Polish prince. Is that what his nickname was? The Polish prince? Yep. I didn't know that. Um, and Frank C says here um, the guy sounds like Lou on the phone. Lou Lamarillo, Lou from the landline. Um, John M. says, halftime is about over. we got to get back to that Auburn game. Have a great night. I'll watch more later. Have a good evening there, John. John Smith says, Lou said Dobson needs to show more. LOL. I cannot I cannot believe he said that. I just, or maybe that's with the contract. The contract extension. Oh, I need to see more out of Dobson before I give him a long-term contract. I do remember that.
3: All
0: right. mm.
1: Yeah, all right. Third leading scorer from defense. Okay.
0: Tommy B says here, they need nasty Nester talking about the Mets. That would be nice. Nasty Nesta. Jeremy Ford says here, you up grumpy. 1976 started watching the year they lost the cup in the finals Um, that it's been one long drought as a fan. The back-to-back final four finishes were emotional to watch and lose.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel bad for people like that because You know, I've seen championships and, you know, you're young enough where you have plenty of time for them to get back there. But people of a certain age, yeah, we never saw one. Think about it. It's been uh, 38 years since we won a cup or 30, something like that, 38, 39 years since we won a Stanley Cup. It's a long time. And you got to figure, but before you actually recognize, you know, I always think that kids don't realize or don't fully appreciate sports until they're like 10 or 11. I think that's like the first year. So anything before that, it's like, okay, that's another 10. So you're talking about, you know, 48, 49 years old. It's a long time.
0: Mm. Grumpy. Now, do you, hey man, a rebuild, a rebuild for you, Grumpy. Christ Almighty. I got a lot of. That's
1: why I want to do it now.
0: That's why it's it's for selfish reasons,
1: purely selfish reasons.
0: John Smith said, yep. um, I was six. When they won their last cup. And yeah. they have only known Islanders' pain.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. You don't you don't remember that stuff when you're that young. Certainly not enough to where you can, you know, talk about it or even have recollections, really.
0: JG says, I'm excited to watch Lou squirming up in the box as our team shits to bed. Oh. That, that's that's all I guess to be excited about. And he also says, I was twelve when they won the first cup um it was incredible time to be an honor fan the team was simply fun to watch
1: so you remember that at 12 you remember that stuff
0: mm-hmm. nick d said tj grumpy how are you guys doing tonight doing well nick d hopefully you are too um d cut says ryan day and greg Ciano almost come to blows today who wins that fight
1: ryan day giano's tough but He's Ryan got, Day's
0: a, he looks like a little—he looks what is he? He looks just like a middle-aged guy, just like a middle. Ugh. Ryan uh, Day, I think Ryan are the same Ryan Day, the guy they from Ohio for, State. They went for a fake punt. Yeah, I think they went out for a fake punt on like fourth and twenty when they were or like on fourth down when they were up by like twenty something plus points. They went on for a fake punt.
1: Well, Greg Chiano's like got to be sixty now. Is he really? He's got to be that old. I mean, I don't know, but he's got to be close to 60. That's the only reason I'm picking Ryan Day.
0: 56. 56.
1: 56. And how old's Ryan Day? Like, Okay, 30, okay.
0: Ryan Day looks like a freaking – Ryan Day looks like a soft man. What's he, 38? Give me a sec. Ryan Day, 43. I mean, okay. 40, okay. 43. He looks yeah. like a soft – he looks charming, and soft.
1: Okay. Greg Jones looks tough, but let me just tell you something. When you get to be a certain age, your fighting days are over.
0: When I see him with no beard – Ryan Day looks like a freaking. He looks like a little softy. Ryan uh, Shiano would just he, he'd have his way with him. Grumpy. Let me show you this. You think? Give me a second.
1: They're gonna day. put Shiano on the top of the Empire State Building and Ryan Day just gonna be peppered from the outside. <gun interviewing noises>
0: yeah. <music> yeah. That's that's a guy who I'm saying. Oh, he screams. I don't want to. I don't want to go ahead and get in a tussle with him, dude. Shiano stills built just. A freaking tough-looking fellow, man. You can tell he's got those wrestler ears, too, about him. Look at Ryan Day. Looks like he's never done a hard day of work in his life. Ugh. Ryan Day, Ohio State. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Declan says here, we should have kept or at least re-signed back Austin Zarnak.
1: Why not? We got 100 Austin Zarnaks. What's 101.
0: Yeah, there was I'm most concerned about TJ reading the comments. Oh, man. Nick D says, I'm hoping Grumpy is completely wrong, but then I removed my blue and orange sunglasses, and we're going to suck. We have to trade all those over 30.
1: I don't think it's going to be possible, but you just have, whoever you can move, you have to. Who you can get value for, you have to move. Mm-hmm. You just have to. Like I said, Pajot should be on the block. Palmieri should be on the block. Even Zach Parise. As a rental for a fourth, third round, fifth yeah. round pick, fourth round pick. Absolutely. Whatever. Just get those guys off the roster. Get as much draft capital as you can.
0: Tommy B said he met No Dobson last night. He was with Casey Zizekas, and he says, here's what I got last night. The meet the team. I got autographs from Oliver Wallstrom, No Dobson, Casey Zizekas, Cal Clutterbuck, and John Ledecky. I also got an achy, achy back, back. <laughs> sore feet, and an empty stomach. Oh, good gracious. Did you ask LeDecky if he was held at gunpoint when he was talking about Lou winning those winning those four cups? When he maybe he was nervous too. That's why he said they won four instead of three. <laughs> um, got a comment here from Cutside Revenge saying at this point the Islanders and Islanders are in New York Islanders history. We need to hire a biotech and have them obtain DNA from Trachier Tanelli, Born, Nystrom, Potvin, Moreau, uh, uh, Moreau, uh, Pearson, and uh, Johnson. And clone them ASAP.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: Nikki says here Do you think that Matt Martin or Matt Murray will work out in Toronto? Would you trade Varlamov to Toronto if Murray doesn't work out for him?
1: Absolutely, I would. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Sure. For certain, I mean, like if you're if you're at the time, oh, damn, we're, we're doing a lot. Hey, here's the thing: maybe the Islanders come out, they play with a lot of freedom. Doesn't look necessarily like that's going to be the case with the two preseason games. We'll see. They're playing the Flyers here. How do they look against the Flyers? Do they look like things are more heading in the right direction, or do we still look like we're anemic and we're just stuck in sand when we're skating? Those are the issues I don't think it fixes. Um, Jay Clark says, "Hey, Grumpy, when the grandkids come over, do they call you Grumpa?"
1: I don't have any great grandchildren. My children have my male sons have failed me miserably in that ah, uh, in that way. Man. You figured they'd get on the stick, literally, and uh, be able to provide me with some grandchildren. It's not been the case so
0: far, uh, Grumpa. They can call you Grumpa, Grumpa. I like that name, Grumpa. D Cut says millennials can't multitask. They quickly they become quickly unhinged. TJ is the poster boy for this. Uh, oh. <laughs> And Doug R said, "This year's slogan is, um, if we do not try hard, we may get pedard.' Oh, I, I like, like it. that one.
1: I like it. I was trying to think of something that rhymed with pedard. That's pretty good."
0: Uh, Frank K said, "I'm concerned about my friend that I'm sitting with at UBS um, is gonna ha- is gonna try to the thief all the giveaways I receive at the games." Oh, good gracious! I don't know. I don't. That know could be said- a problem. Big problem. Uh, yeah. Uh, J- uh drew l says i think the ducks will make the playoffs i see a lot of their team taking a leap including their younger players like jacob peralt like i don't
2: they know if they they'll make, make the
0: playoffs degress. as i say, they still have a little bit of ways to go probably maybe a year or two still I mean, to
2: even a
1: there. team like the ducks they have a lot of young talent coming up yeah that's exciting see the players develop
0: even the devils are exciting yeah. too like here's the thing the devils have a lot of young players that are producing i know you said oh the devils you could be excited as a devils fan if we
1: get beat in the regular season by the devils we're in real trouble i we're in trouble mm. like i said we look uh i realize this pre-season but they were just out skating us i, I that's to me that's the most disappointing thing is how we just look so slow compared to other teams.
0: Tommy B said, I'm looking forward to TJ and Grumpy Old Man having Dr. Fauci on their show to explain last season's COVID policy. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that would be a good thing.
1: Dr. Pinocchio. Yes, what's your name? Yeah, Pinocchio
0: Fauci. <laughs> JG says, no When Rocky picked the Thunderlips up and threw him over the ropes, it was awesome. Um, D Cut says, Alexander's been wearing all black since that <laughs> oh, two
1: injury. <laughs> poor Alexander. Poor Alexander. Oh, he was so God. excited. I told him, I said, You only got a week to oh, enjoy no. this. They beat Buffalo. He was excited till Thursday.
0: Oh, good gracious. Good gracious, man. Um, Frank K said lawsuits coming big time with the NFL, just getting started Uh, the two of stuff. You know what? There is. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know what? That's horse shit. You know, there's, you know, that there's okay. First of all, here we go. I'm going to go on it again. The NFL doesn't give two shits about the health of the players never has never will do not care about the players to pretend that they care about the players and they're good at that pretend shit like it's they like care they about
0: pretend like about breast cancer awareness that's money. right and now worth-
1: for the next month
0: action a is freaking it- astro spec of that money actually goes to that and they sell huge amounts of additional profit they've got coming in through hey pink jerseys and pink this and they don't they spend more money on the advertising that they care about cancer than they actually donate to the cancer cause yeah for,
1: for anyone to start. think that the NFL cares about women and breast cancer is a joke It's just another way for them to sell merchandise. And I'm going to hate watching all the pink shit for the next month. I hate it. I I despise it. I hate it. But that's what you're going to see. Do you think that they really care about the players? They could care less about the players' health. They probably would hope that they'd all just die on the field and then they wouldn't have to pay them off any premiums in their pension going forward. They don't care about the players at all. All they care about is making the money. They don't care about Black Lives Matter any, they don't care about any lives, period. All they care about, the only green. color they care about is green that fills their pockets. Not the type of cheese that TJ eats that has mold on it, but money that they put you in their pockets. You can just take it's the moldy
0: top of layer of the cheese off and the cheese underneath is still good, Grumpy. No. As long as it's not growing on the sides, you're good. No. Oh, man, oh, man. Hold on. Hold on a second here. Um, okay, we had a few comments additionally uh, added. Um Drew L. says, TJ, speaking of Gallo's humor, legend has it that Gallo's humor was named after Joey Gallo. Not correct. It was just a joke because Joey Gallo so miserable. Jay Clark says, um, will the new general manager keep Lambert or will he bring in his own coach?
1: He'll bring in his own coach. They all do.
0: Yeah.
1: Believe me, Lane Lambert is not, not getting paid a whole lot of money. You don't think so? Got to keep Fredo fed. Got to keep that freezer full. So they're going to cut back on expenses <laughs> by not giving Lane Lambert a big contract.
0: Oh. Keep the freezer
1: full. Fredo's freezer, baby. Woo.
0: Oh, man. Oh, man. Um JK says here, Lamarillo is not demented. He's loomented. lumented. Uh, I like it. Um, D-Cut says, TJ purposely screwed up the call in of BP's call. So he would silence BP's house. Misery rated R. Shout out. TJ OSBP an apology says, cancel culture now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Gun, that's a good one. Gungun says, um, don't get too excited about the Islanders getting top five picks. Their draft pick talent is a piss poor, is as piss poor as the New Jersey, as the New Jersey Jets.
1: Well, it could have some truth to that. Usually the Islanders, when they're picking fifth, it's a four-player draft.
0: That's how it always is, man.
1: Picking third, two player draft. Mm. Picking, picking eighteenth. 17-player draft.
0: Oh, good gracious. Hey, oh, when
1: they drafted Simon, Hol- Simon Holson, it was a 30-player draft, and they still got the wrong freaking guy.
0: Oh, good gracious. Goon says here, uh, Grumpy, if the Islanders offered you a job in the front office, would you accept? Would you triumphantly return to your once-beloved Long Island?
1: Considering how I'm universally hated by the Islanders organization because I speak the truth, they don't believe in that. Um, they would never offer me a job, but, yeah, I would take the job. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Um, they should
1: put me on the show.
0: God Almighty, You'd be loose fucking cannon.
1: Grumpy's grousing's. Something like that in the second intermission. Something like that. <laughs> Five-minute uh, segment just going off. You could have some glad hander like, well, AJ, she couldn't keep up with me. But somebody.
0: Nobody you know, can who, keep up with you, Grumpy. That's
1: true. That's true. Somebody with a quick wit come up there. No.
0: no. Yeah. Declan says here. You got to see the new Kraken mask. You guys see that the Kraken or the Kraken mascot? No, I have not.
1: No, I haven't seen it
0: either. I'll just try and look at it real quick.
1: Anything that looks like a freaking octopus, I have no interest in. In an octopus? That's what a Kraken is some type of mythical sea creature.
0: Ooh. Uh, Let me see. Mascot. Let's see if I can get that pulled through for us. Oh, my. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, no. They just came out. This is like 30 minutes ago. They just went ahead and showed this. They just introduced this thing. It is the ugliest fucking mascot I've ever. Is it, it Galloping Gertie? It may compete with freaking that gritty guy. It is awful looking. Well, it I is put awful it up oh, I, I, You talk uh, about it.
1: Stop talking about it till you put it up.
0: Do you understand? Just do I want to have it. a of conversation. Do you understand why I'm Get talking it done? Because put as up, I'm pulling head. up the image I'm making it's...
1: put up the picture.
0: This oh is their mascot.
1: What is it?
0: What the fuck is that?
1: What is it?
0: I don't even know.
1: Oh my god, it looks like somebody who's got it looks actually looks it like looks, somebody who's eating moldy cheese.
0: Who are who are those things where the little blue munchkins would have those little smurfs? And it's like a, a smurf, had,
1: a a it's like a smurf, a mutated smurf, a smurf who lived near Chernobyl nuclear power plant.
0: That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. It's a, it's a, it's his a name really bad smurf.
1: Journey the what a journey, journey the
0: smurf. His name is Sea Boy. Sea Sea Boy. Sea Boy. Sea Boy. The mascot of this thing.
1: Oh my god! Look at this! Jesus. Look at this thing! Is it a man, is it a girl, is it a man, is it a boy or a girl mascot?
0: I don't know. It kind of fits in with that area.
1: Oh, my God. It fits in with Seattle, doesn't it?
0: This is how it came in. Oh, shit. Okay. Oh, my God. Welcome to the deep. Holy shit. Seaboy or whatever oh, the hell this dude. thing is. My God. Yikes. It is not a good looking mascot. That is for certain.
1: Ugh, terrible.
0: God almighty. Thanks, thanks for commenting that in, Declan. Um, Christopher C. said, Grumpy, um, why do you hate Fredo? Just because yeah. he's Lou's son doesn't mean he works exactly like him. He's Fredo
1: a- only has a job because his dad is GM. That's the only reason Fredo has a job, period.
0: I do That's agree why. with that.
1: Fredo didn't earn his job. He was giving it to him because he's uh, Louie's son. That's it.
0: Brian P. said, Antonio Brown was never a great dude, but that hit made him, crazy, mo- made him a crazy motherfucker. Yes absolutely um jk says our luck is that we're not bottom feeders for the crosby ovechkin mcdavid and now possibly the 2023 draft with multiple generational talents in it lou is going to screw us this time by doubling down on the non-contender that's what i'm worried about that's for certain d cut grumpy has got a comment for you to read here holy shit
1: this may this may be for the TJ and Grumpy Old Man Show, but we must see footage of the fan brawl following an Indonesian soccer game tonight. At least 127 people dead. That is uh, actually something we would show on the TJ and the Grumpy Old Man Show.
0: What uh, the Indonesian soccer fight?
1: 127 people dead. They take their soccer seriously.
0: Oh, my God. No
1: one's going to get sued for that either.
0: There was a fan fight that Jake sent us, and my God, it was like at one of those frat and like one of those frat those frat houses fighting each other, and like the up at the absolute bleeds of the old miss game. And I was just like, Holy shit! Uh, my god, you want to talk about the punches that are being thrown, Grumpy? They were just uh,
1: so. Is that crazy. for tomorrow?
0: That's for tomorrow, yeah. I can't yeah. wait. Oh, says, here it is, CJ Red Loop not- and Ranger, Grump. It's
1: the, Lupin Ranger? Rangers,
0: the Red Loop and Ranger, yeah,
1: Red Loop and Ranger.
0: CJ says if Barzal doesn't want to resign, or if we want to move in another director, um, I wonder if they could trade Barzal and uh, whatever you know to get a first-round pick in the 2023 draft for a kid that's uh, for you know kid who is you know supposed to. Uh, I'm not sure it cuts off. Like, could we trade Matt Barzal away for draft capital this year?
1: If you expect to get the first pick in the draft for Matt Barzal, that's not going to happen because a team that's picking that high, yeah. Um, unless they're like the last team not to make the playoffs and they win the draft lottery or whatever, however many spots you can move up. Um, they're not going to look, they're not going to look to bring in somebody who's 25 years old.
0: Yep. Yep. And JK says, play like a goner to get Connor.
1: Hey, I like that. That's pretty good.
0: That's a good one too. And, and, uh, Jake says, I was six when they won their last cop. Again, the exit sandal question arises. Will the Islanders win another one in my lifetime?
1: I hope so. I hope they want to win in my lifetime.
0: <laughs> CJ says, "I still can't believe Lou traded away J- Devontae's and still has a job."
1: Neither can I. Neither can anyone, actually.
0: And I really hope Lou feels the seat on fire. He does something big before the se- or yeah, and he does something big before the season starts.
1: That's what we're all hoping.
0: That's not happening. Uh, Frank C says, "You're correct, grumpy old man, about the NFL." Yeah. Um, and tommy b says new slogan it's been years since lou got hard so let's sink for bedard let's stink for bedard let's stink for bedard there it is uh that that one's probably more like a rated r one but i I think yeah i think that's a that's a pretty clever one though too Uh, brian j says good evening lads islanders young legs and soft hands are looking lethal
1: I, and I think that is, uh, with those lats, I think that,
0: uh, you know. And they were yeah. saying, we're, oh, don't skate well and don't have soft hands. Yeah, Very absolutely. Very true. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's like a troll is right. That was the ugliest thing. Like people are saying it looks like a zombie. Um, God almighty. Seattle's mascot ah, looks like Mr. Snow. Oh, God. um, It's a troll is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say. My God, makes gritty look good is right, dude. I tell you, that thing is just disgusting. Don't ugh, don't spill water on that mascot. Yeah, even like maybe a little bit. <laughs>
2: oh, like, like, like a gremlins.
0: Gritty. I like that one, Luar. That honestly, that is what it, that is more accurate. It's not like a Smurf, like a demented Smurf from Chernobyl. It looks like maybe a gremlin from Chernobyl. Let me pop that ugly son of a bitch back up here one more time, Grump. My God, this thing is disgusting. Stop
1: punishing out. the people who watch this
0: hold on one more time close your eyes look away for those of weak stomach look at that thing Ugh, jesus h not a good looking mascot i mean like you know what yeah not a good one um looks like a troll doll perhaps it does um it's gonna give kids nightmares i remember the same thing when i saw gritty i thought that same thing i'm like this is like nightmare fuel over here and mario says here tell ya. Um, tell you what, TJ and old man, at least it shows more imagination than the Islanders' 50th year anniversary logo.
1: Their marketing people are disastrous.
0: They are bad. My God. Um CJ oh, says it's a climate pledge arena, so probably non-binary. Oh god. Yeah. I mean,
1: geez, uh, stop.
0: If I remember correctly, Freda was hired by Snow. He was. Yep. Yeah, Boy, but,
1: but it's because of who his dad is.
0: And Gungun says, Krakens mascot. What like
1: has Bridgeport the- ever done under Fredo? They didn't make the playoffs for like 12 years in a row.
0: Yeah, they had one playoff series victory. Um, Sandy Sun or Sunday Sand says, the Kraken mascot looks like a troll. Not a good one at all. <laughs> okay, Not good gracious. Look. Not a good look. Um, oh, man. Hold on. What the heck? Boy. Mario says, over 2,000 people committed suicide um, and some then jumped from the roof of the Marciana when Brazil lost 1950 World Cup final to Uruguay. My God.
1: They take their soccer soccer seriously, their football seriously around the world.
0: Dude, it's – my God. Um, and uh, we got a comment here from CJ saying, did you watch Lupin Ranger versus Pr- Pat Ranger show preview I sent you on Twitter the other night? No, I didn't even know you sent me one. Sorry, CJ. I'll look at it later, but I'll have to look at it. I'll show Grumpy after. TJ once again, ignoring the comments from the Isles Misery Rated crew sad. The loyal
1: members of Isles Misery oh, Rated are. I missed that part. Sad, sad, or I
0: left sad. that out on purpose. Um and sad. Milo Brownie says, Sorokin, is he enough to get a sniff? Is he enough to get us a sniff at the playoffs? No. Gotta kind of hope for that. I mean, he's got to play fantastic hockey. Um, but grump man, we're here at the end of the show today. Um, this Wednesday, we should have. Uh, we should have uh, we should have uh, Stephen Rosner on, so that'll be it'll be fun time on Wednesday too. But Grumpy, what do you want to say before we wrap things up?
1: I want to say love and laughter to everyone who listens, and even those who don't. From TJ and a Grumpy Old Man.
0: Thanks everybody for tuning in to the show. We'll be live this Wednesday, eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, until that time frame. Have a great oh, we'll see you tomorrow on the TJ and a Grumpy Old Man show. Yeah, but we'll see you again on Wednesday at the Islanders Never Said I podcast. Until then. Have a great evening. We'll see you Sunday. We'll see you tomorrow, eight PM Eastern Standard Time. Sharp. We'll see you then. All righty. Thank you again, Grumpy. Thank you, everybody, for listening in. Thank you, Grump.
1: My pleasure.